Good morning, everybody. We're so glad you're hanging with us today. This is Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. Good morning, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, good morning, Jen. How are you doing? You know, I, I told Ernestine last night, we are going to have to build a third swimming pool to contain all the dew I have won from you. I did it again, thanks to your man, LeBron James. And, and you did it. I tried to save you from yourself, and you wouldn't listen to me. I just knew, because the second shot, he hit a three. I like, I get this, this is the easy money. I'm going to get this by half. So time. his first three, he made. Yeah. And usually, when he makes his first yeah, one, I'm like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. Two minutes into the game? Yeah. All I got to get is two more? Two more. And you had one at the end of the game that could have won you some due, could have won the game. Ah. Here we go. Woo. We get it. We get it Friday night. Two for nine. We get it Friday night. Okay. Take it out on the grizz. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're going <laughs> to take yeah, it out on the grizz. Yeah, okay. Somebody got to pay for this, Gil. Yes, Another L for your Lakers, Shannon. Just did not work out, even though they had LeBron. They could not upset the Kings last night. Lakers go down 116-111 at home. LeBron finishing with 32 points, two of nine from three on the night. Beyond the arc, just not his sweet spot lately. The Kings were without DeMontis Sabonis, but every starter still scored in double digits in the five-point win. Shannon, break it down. What's the biggest reason the Lakers lost another close one? Well, offensive rebounding, second chance point, Skip. Lakers had six offensive rebounds. Uh, the Kings had 14 offensive rebounds, and they doubled up in second chance points. Kings had 20, Lakers had 10. I'm surprised by the rebounding margin, considering the Sabonis, as Jen mentioned and Reed, did not play last night. I felt very good when I didn't see him on the court. I like, oh, yeah, we got this one. Yeah. We got this one because he's basically he's a walking, he's a double-double, and he's really a, a, a walking triple-double. Mm. Um, and so I was like, okay, he normally gets 11, 12 rebounds a game. I say, minus that, what, what we got, okay, I feel very good about this. Yep. But for some reason, we were not able to, to control the glass, and we, we lost decidedly on the glass, 47-36. So that's plus 11 for the Kings, plus 8 on the offensive end, plus 10 on second-chance points, and they were plus 7 from the free-throw line. So there are a lot of pluses that the Kings had that the Lakers did not have, and I think that was the main reason. Because, Skip, if you look at it, they shot the Lakers shot 43%. Now, they didn't shoot a good percentage from the three, but they still was plus six from the three-point uh, three line. And, and when you look at it, six turnovers, that's eight turnovers in two games. So you can't say, well, we, we turned the ball over, we lost because of turnovers. That wasn't the case. So uh, that's the only thing that I can look at. Look, and LeBron said it last night. They've lost three games uh, in the last week, scale by a total of 10 points. The margin of error for this team is so small. They have to play a damn near perfect game. LeBron has to be damn near perfect. Shoot, 50, shoot in the mid-50s, maybe even 60% in order for them to win. And they got to get great contributions. Last night, the, the starters other than LeBron, nobody had double figures. And that won't get it done. Now, the bench was sensational. Kendrick Nunn might need to get more minutes because he played really well last night. In the small minutes that he do, did play, he was a plus 18, yep. four or six from the three, five of eight from the floor. Uh, but that was the reason when I look at it, Skip, I just think the thing was they cleaned us up on the glass. They got a uh, uh, plus 10. They were plus seven from the free throw line, plus eight on the offensive rebounding. And that was the difference in the ball game. But the, because the Lakers, are, uh, the, the Lakers' margin of error is so small, and if LeBron doesn't give you one of those virtuoso, virtuoso performances, Skip, there's a great chance that they're not going to win these games. Mm -hmm. And he didn't play bad last night. I mean, he, he, uh, uh, he struggled shooting the ball late. Uh, but he got off to a great start. He had, what, 18 points in the first half. I was like, okay, this is a 35, 40-point performance. 
and uh, he cooled off in the second half. But the Lakers, we just, it just, we just got to get more. We just got to get better play from guys more consistently. Remember Schroeder? Schroeder had what thirty-two points out there. He gave us five last night. Skip, that won't get it done. Pat Bev gave us mm-hmm. three last night. Troy Brown Jr. gave us four last night. Skip, that's twelve points in your starters. And look at the minutes they're playing. You can't, you can't, you can't play twenty-five, twenty-six minutes and gonna give up three, four, five points. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough. Okay, my turn. Like you. When I heard as the game was starting that Sabonis was out with some illness, non-COVID, I said, okay, that's enough. This is it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. LeBron James has been on an all-time age 38 tear. Never seen anything like it. Don't think we ever will before. Seven games since he turned 38 on December 30th at Atlanta that night. He's averaging 37, 10, and 9. It's just off the charts, impossibly extraordinary. Yet, I'm saying going into the game, help me out here. How is this team 20 and 24? So I tweeted to start the game when there's no Sabonis. And you love Sabonis. You've been raving about him. You raved about him yesterday. You're saying he is, he is an all-star caliber yeah, yeah, he, player. He definitely right? has a case to be made. Okay. So and Fox. If, if he is out and, and he is also a rim protector for them, then you would think LeBron would have a super highway to the basket, and I tweeted that he should go for 40. I think I predicted at the end of the show yesterday, 41. But I also said that the Lakers should win this game by 15 points, and I looked up late in the first quarter, and they were up by 14, which was their biggest lead. Okay, now you have to hang on and pour it on. Now you you have to do what you do. I've said this a thousand times, and it's going to be a thousand and one. LeBron James is still, still to this day, the best basket attacker in the game. There's nothing like him. He is a force of nature. When he gets going downhill at six feet, nine inches tall, what are we going to give him? 250, 260, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there. When he gets ahead of steam, nobody can stop him from playing bully ball because he's ambidextrous. He can go left. He can go right. He can dunk it any which way you want it dunked. There's nothing like him. He remains also the best passer in basketball, and I'll get that to that in a moment. But he is not the best closer in basketball because for some reason he is failing to close all of these games. I got a litany of them. I got like a parade of games over here, and I'm going to bang through them in just a minute. You have to close the deal because you're that good. At this point, you're that great. You're that unstoppable. And to me, the fourth quarter was all about I need to see freight train LeBron because they can't stop him. He should have had a parade of free throws in the fourth quarter because they had them on the ropes without Sabonis. And with seven minutes to go, they had a one-point lead. And again, it had dwindled. But remember, Sacramento had forged ahead by 14 14. late in the third quarter. And here they came back. Okay, so now what happened last night in the fourth quarter? Well, in the biggest picture, LeBron James went one of seven. That's what happened. He's the best player on the floor by far, by far. And and I love De'Aaron Fox. And I do, I'll I'll give you this. De'Aaron Fox has proven this year to be a better closer than LeBron has. And he was better last night down the stretch than LeBron was. But the problem is when your best player, when a guy who's averaging 37, 10, and 9 goes one for seven and 0 for three from three in the fourth quarter, 
and scores a grand total of five points, you're going to have a problem because you're, you're right. You can't trust anybody else except maybe Russ. And, and Russ led the way with eight points in the fourth quarter to LeBron's five. So it's between the two of them. Who's going to close the game? And in the end, it was De'Aaron Fox who right. closed the game. Well, they turned LeBron into a facilitator. Yeah. He had seven assists he in the He had seven quarter, assists, so. which is very good. But, but again, it, at this point, a guy who's averaging 30, he's on this, this astonishing tear. He's got to tear them apart because they can't stop him. Harrison Barnes does a nice job on him, but he still can't stop him. And Shannon, I, I look back and I say, okay, so now they've fallen to 20 and 25 have the Lakers. Mm-hmm. 20 and 25, that's barely above the Houston Rockets at the bottom and my San Antonio Spurs, what's left of them. And then here comes the Lakers. They're 13th in the West. Right. And I look back at all these games, and j- just quickly, I'm going to throw these out. There was the, the home game against the Pacers. Any of you Laker Nation fans or your blind witnesses out there, you're going to remember these games. They're, they're up 19 going to the fourth quarter against Indiana at home. LeBron scored four in the fourth quarter. It's just not good enough. You're better than that. Then they lost at the Sixers, and LeBron didn't have much to do with the sensational comeback. AD did miss some free throws, but you're, you're even Steven going to the, the overtime, and LeBron went scoreless in the overtime, and they, they got trounced. Then we've got the, the game against the Celtics. He had a three-pointer to win the game at the end of regulation. They lost in overtime. He missed that one. Then the Hornets lost. Not going to dock him that much, but he ran out of his shoe, and I thought he was just going to drive it and get to the free throw line, but no, it didn't happen, and Schroeder missed the three from the corner. And then at Sacramento, remember, it comes down to the last play, and they, they actually did close it because Schroeder closed it because that was his best game of the year by far, and he's the one who drove on De'Aaron Fox and got to the free throw line and made right. the two free throws. And then we had the Luka game at, at home. LeBron scores at home against Luka. Luka's just begging for them to win the game. And uh, in the fourth quarter and two overtimes, LeBron totaled six points on two of 11 from the field and 0 for 5 from three. It's just not good enough. And finally, he did close the Houston game, but he missed his last four three-point shots in the fourth quarter to let Houston all the way back in the game because they were down 13 early in the fourth quarter and came all the way back. And to his credit, he finally stepped up and made a bank shot, like a, about a, let's call it a 15-foot banker. Mm-hmm. And that proved to be the difference because they were up two at that point, and that made it a four-point game, and they were able to hang on. You have to win these games. Th- these are begging yeah. to be won. I, I guarantee you. You put you put Kevin Durant, you put every other guy in those seven situations, they're not winning every last one of those games. Okay. You know but, that, I know that. Okay, to say somebody I, should be 100% yeah, in close. The, these are games where he is so good at driving the basketball, you could just dominate the game. But, Skip, still, if no matter how great you are, you're not going to win every last game. Okay. So you say if somebody should go 100% in closing. No, I'm just saying there are five of these he should have closed because they're, they're not 100%. that. 100%. Can you they're, just name five games? No, I, I, got, I, I got up to nine, actually, but he did close one out of the nine. Okay? <laughs> so I, I'm saying you could at least have five more wins this year. If, if he just plays okay in the fourth quarter, and he didn't play okay. Okay, me, okay how many more wins if AD hits the free throw in Philly yep. and if, if, uh, if he hits the free throw in Boston? So what did LeBron have to do with that? So if we Nothing. hit the free throws, we win, right? Okay, but against what I think is the best team in the East, you got them to overtime, clear the decks, let's start you over and overtime. You weren't supposed to be in overtime. Okay? You, have a two you, point you, you got to overtime, and LeBron scored zero in overtime. What you mean? We got, they got us to overtime. We had two free throws to win the okay. game, All right. and we missed both free throws. Okay, you, you had... An all-time off-the-charts comeback. What were you down like? It, it was like eight with 25 seconds Against to go. Philly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And not only did you come back, you you got in position to win the game, right. and AD missed 
he, he, I know he missed one for sure. Yeah, that, he missed what? Okay. But the point is, I'm just showing you that LeBron's on this incredible, just all-time off-the-charts tear, and yet he's not closing these games. And you, you, you gotta, you, you have to blame him for last night. I'm going to show you his seven shots in overtime, and the one that he did make was was what he should have done, and he should have been doing it the whole quarter. But let me show you the seven shots that he took in the fourth quarter last night. He takes a three. And it's just way short. Okay, these are empty possessions in a game begging for you to win. Then he gets shot blocked. And then here we go again, and he decides, I'm going to get one of these. And he, it wasn't a bad shot, but it's just he's just not hot. He's going to wind up two for nine. And that was a huge one, and that, that was the big one. And then finally he goes right down. This is what you should do every time. And he, oh, here's the drive shot that bounced around and fell, and he made the free throw to his credit. That tied the score. And then finally, here we go again. This is for the game. This is for the tie, and it's wide right back iron. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are seven shots. One time in, in those seven, you saw what should have been done because when he drives it, I know he got a sort of a friendly bounce. If you if you drove the ball the whole quarter like that, they can't stop you. Yeah. You, you could shoot ten 30, free throws. The man is thirty eight years old. Yeah. You know good and well it's impossible. Nobody's driving that much. Jordan, when he got older, he didn't drive the ball like that. When Kobe got old, he didn't yeah. drive the ball like that. So what makes you think okay. it's physically impossible? Okay, when when is Jordan older? Because I only know him from ninety eight, which was his last real. Was NBA he driving season. the ball like that? Yes, in ninety eight. No, no, he was giving shoot the fade away. In ninety eight. In ninety eight, I was there. I covered the whole year. Listen, when they were in trouble. It, he went just, to the fadeaway. No, no, no. He, he, would, the, he, he would, he would hammer people. He would drive the ball so hard you couldn't stop Skip. him. My, when Michael but, got but again, older, he was thirty-four at that but, point. I'm, and as he got older, he developed that mid-range. He put to get the ball in the pinch, and that's what he would do. He would get to the fadeaway. That's what Kobe went to. As you get older, you do not have the energy to exert and to go drive after drive after drive. That's why they developed the mid-range game, Skip, because they knew at some point in time they were not going to have the athleticism and the energy and the endurance to do that repeatedly okay. so like if, they did if, when they were if younger. If he had made five mid-range jump shots, they're going to win the game. But he went one for yes, seven. Yes, Okay, but, but his strength is greater than Jordan's strength at driving the basketball because nobody can do that. So he, he made an interesting comment after the Philly game the other night. I, I think I skipped over that one. Remember, they lost to Philly at home, and yes. he did not score over the last 319 of a very winnable game. And he said after the game, we're playing good basketball, we're just not winning games. And I'm saying, yeah, because y- you're not closing. Just, just clo- There are shots to be made. So now, now what's he doing from three? He keeps jacking up threes. He's two for nine yes. last night. Yes, I do now, wish he was tough. Yeah, okay. So many threes. Okay. He, he's 29% from three. That ranks 151st of 152. He's one from the bottom. Russ passed him last night. They kind of jockey back and right. forth. But Russ made a couple, I guess, and mm-hmm. just passed him a little bit. So Russ is third from the bottom. The point is, there's so many empty possessions. When when you go, you, you miss all three three point shots in the fourth quarter. It's trip, 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 where you you don't score any points. Right. Where you're not playing to your own strength. I, I'm just saying, whatever you got left in the fourth quarter, you can win these games if you can get to the free throw can line. I, can I ask you a question? Now that KD's been out, how many games have Kyrie closed? When Kyrie was out, how many games did Kevin Durant close? Okay, it's, it's a lot easier, Skip, when you have multiple guys that can close. When you look at the Nuggets, they got Yoke and mm-hmm. they got Murray that can close. You look at the Celtics, yep. they got two guys that can close. Okay, and so but, when you have two or you have Embiid and you have Harden. All right, but what's amazing to me about the Lakers is 
They never get blown out. They never blow anybody out. No, no, no. They just keep playing night after night after night. I wanted to go to bed last night because right. I thought, surely they're going to win this game by 15. No. No, no. They can't. They don't. But they do play close games. Every game goes because to the Because LeBron controls the pace. He's not going to let you get up and down because he knows that's not where they're good at. They're not good at. They run, Skip, but it's got to be on their terms. They can't get up and down with these young teams. I, I thought they played fast in the first quarter. And what was yeah. the score in the first quarter? And then what happened? Yeah. They got 21 points in the second quarter, and they had a one point. They were down one and a half. They were running in the first quarter, and it's 39 to 28 after one. And then they score 21 in the second, 22 in the third, and 29 in the fourth. Okay? It, it goes slow, slow, slower, right? Yes. Okay. So in the big picture, what, what's just driving me crazy is they're just better than this. I, I want them to be better. I, it's better for our show. It's happier. It's, it's, it's more fun to watch them because – He's better than this. He, he, he's not validating the points that he's scoring because they keep losing these games. Yeah. And to me, it, it's about the closer gene or whatever you want to call it that, that he's not displaying right now because somebody has to take the ball and say, no, we're not going to lose this game. And again, Jordan in 98, they had, I don't know if they went up to the best record in the league. I think it was close to the best record in the league. No, what you Well, they had, the, they had Utah, the best record. Utah had Utah the best Utah had record. the best. I think they were second best, which is why game six and seven were to be in Utah, but right. they closed it in six. Right. But the point was, Jordan, any close game, however it needed to be won, he would just win it. Every night I would walk out of that building, the United Center or his center, and I would say, I saw something tonight I've never seen before. He did that. Now, again, he was 34 going on 35. Right. So he, this is 38. Right. But I'm just saying this team is so much better than its record of 20 and are 25. They yes, they are. You, I, I think the fact is, uh, so I think you're looking at it just from a standpoint of a great player. It's kind of like what we did with the Bucks. We look at Tom Brady and we say they should be better than eight wins. I because of why? Because of Tom? Are we saying they should be better just because of LeBron? When you look at, come on. Where, where, where are your all-stars? Where are your all-NBA players? Where are your other all-NBA players? Where are your all, uh, other guys that you like? That is a must-have. If we took what other guy can we take off this roster and we put him on any other roster and he says, okay, that, make, that puts him over the top. Okay, Russell Westbrook is going to be the sixth man of the year. He, he's running away with it to me because he, he just keeps coming off the bench and averaging 20-odd points in, in oh, seven and well. seven. he played well last he night. He played well last night. He, he was a... He's a plus, plus one. Plus one, okay? And Kendrick Nunn played very well because he was a plus 18. But on the flip side, both LeBron and Pat Bev were minus 16. 16s, okay? So that pretty much told the story. And, again, De'Aaron Fox made all the shrewd moves at the end of the game because he is a – He just kills the Lakers, Skip. He, he kills them. He, he just, loves just, to play against the Lakers. I, I don't know what it is, yeah. Skip. And he gets, he gets the, the friendliest bounces. I've never seen a guy shoot the ball like that, Skip, from a three-pointer, and the ball goes straight up in the air and goes right in the basket. He shoots soft. <laughs> he, does. he does. And it just barely hangs and falls. But now the Lakers have fallen to 22nd in defensive efficiency. Yeah. And under the previous coach, i got to say, their, their calling card was defense. And if I go back two years ago, they were number one in defensive right. efficiency, and now they're 22nd. And, again, LeBron's getting up there in age. He still ranks reasonably high. He's 53rd in defensive win shares, yeah. which is not – that's not bad. Right. The three-point shooting is hard to overcome because he's still 38th in the league in attempts. So he's top 40 in attempts, 
and he ranks 151 at the bottom of the list. Well, you said they had a had a what 11, 12 point lead in the first quarter. Yep. And then you look 14. at the, yep. you look at the second quarter, Skip. They go one from seven from three, which is 14 percent. They shoot under 40 percent from the uh, uh, from the field, and they get out rebounded 14 to six. I mean, they had as many as offensive rebounds as the Lakers had deep rebounds, period. Yep. So that's where they – and they got back in the game. So now all of a sudden you're up 11 to find yourself down one because they outscore you 33-21 in the second quarter. Yeah. And so and, and instead of putting your foot on the gas and getting even more separation, you allow them to step on the gas yep. and pass you up. And so mm-hmm. now you got a nip-tuck ball game. But I agree with you. When I saw this bonus wasn't there, I was like, oh, yeah, we about to kill them on the glass. They, they out-rebounded by 11? 11. How can you do that? Now, you, you can't yeah. get out-rebounded by 11 without some bonus. Yeah, if and, you, and to LeBron's credit, he led the team in rebounding with, right, nine. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Nine. He yeah. had nine. nine. Okay, that led the team. Okay, so he, No, he had eight rebounds, nine assists. I'm sorry, I'm looking at assists. Eight rebounds. But mm-hmm. still, he led the team with eight rebounds. Right. Well, th- that's pretty good, but whatever happened to Thomas Bryant? I thought he was the hardest working man in show business, and all of a sudden... He got quiet last night with eight and four. Yeah, we definitely need him to start giving us some more of these double doubles. Yeah, some seventeen, fifteen, some seventeen, twelves. And we're gonna—you're definitely gonna need that because that's a big team. You, you're playing against Stephen Adams. You're playing against Jer, uh, uh, Jer, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. They, they can rebound. They got some. They, they got big bodies. They're, at, they're young. They're athletic. Now you got, you got a problem. Memphis has won a franchise record eleven in a row after last night. And what what normally causes Lakers problems? Young athletic guards, young athletic wings. Well, that's I mean, all saw, they got. You saw De'Aaron Fox. Okay, now you get to see Ja. Yeah. Skip. You remember what Garland? You remember what Donovan uh, 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 Mitchell? Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell did. That, that, we see what the uh, the law firm did with uh, Tatum and Brown. Yeah. Young athletic guys give them fits because they don't have any young athletic defenders. Yep. So then they have to go to Portland on, I believe, Sunday night. And then Tuesday, they get the team in the basement. They get the Clippers. Hey, we do the Crip- oh, did you see what did you, you Utah did last night? Neither Kawhi, n- no Kawhi, no PG. Uh, well, you already knew Kawhi was going to play. Kawhi I, played I three games in a row. That's it. Yep. Okay, well, he's going to play against the Lakers. That's okay. You're, you're going to have me. a problem. Well, yeah, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a big problem. Ooh, LeBron been waiting for this. Yeah. I, you know, he done, scored, he done scored 40 points, I think, against every team except one. Mm, Guess that, that change one. on Tuesday. Yeah. Really? Guess that change on Tuesday. Huh. Do, are we going to have a little We might. Just that? might. <laughs> we just might. Because I'll tell you over there, you came out here, key, 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 this morning. We're going to see by Wednesday. Hey, I, I'm looking at 20 and, what are they, 25? 28. 20 and 28 for your Lakers. That's what I'm looking Stop at. Stop it. Whew. I, I don't even see how they're going to make the playoffs. So LeBron's going to pass Kareem and miss the playoffs? Yeah, we're going to pass him. Go pass him. Go pass him. <sighs> we just get AD back. We get AD back going a little bit, a little bit, a little winning streak here. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you, you got Hall of Famers everywhere, and you can't win a basketball game. I wish it was just that simple. Just yeah. You get a collection of Hall of Famers, yeah. and you just win. Uh-huh. It's not that simple, Skip. Okay. It is for my Cowboys because our offensive line is all Hall uh, of Famers. Now, now all of a sudden, you got to be loaded with Hall of Famers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. Did y'all have no Hall of Famers against Lakers Washington? Lakers are 13th in the West after that loss, guys. And the Sacramento <laughs> Kings jump up to third in there. the West. All right, Skip, you mentioned your Cowboys. I'm not going to talk about the offensive line. I need to talk about this kicking situation. What, 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 Could they be bringing yeah. two kickers to San Francisco this weekend? Plus, did Trevor Lawrence just poke the wrong bear in Kansas City, guys? We have talked about bulletin board material before. That and a whole lot more coming up on Undisputed.
When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. And I won't back down. After Brett Maher missed four extra points on Monday, Skip Cowboys have signed Tristan Viscano to the team's practice squad. Now, the plan is still for Maher to kick on Sunday against the 49ers. Insiders are labeling this move as, quote, insurance. Skip, let's start with you. <laughs> What's going on here? Shannon Sharp. <laughs> You're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Please help me here. When I read this yesterday afternoon, I fell out of my chair and I said, what in the name of Tom Landry is my team doing with its kickers? I hate kickers. And now I got two of them that I have to hate. (laughs) Not personally. I just hate what they do or can't do. So I'm saying, wait a second. We just signed a potential replacement kicker who has now been signed and cut by 10 teams in the National Football League. <laughs> and by the way, Brett the Fret Maher has also been signed and cut by 10 different NFL teams, and he also played for four teams in the Canadian Football League. So he's been on 14 pro teams because all 14 of them decided he's no good anymore. We got to get another one. Right. So now I, I'm – I'm pressed into a corner where I might have to replace a repeatedly recycled kicker with an all-time repeatedly recycled <laughs> kicker. And I'm saying, wait a second, where, where have I heard that name? Tristan Viscaino. Oh, yeah, the Chargers. Does anybody remember this? So I look it up. Back in 2021, do you remember what happened? Coming out of camp for the Chargers, they had nothing but tr- tr- trouble with their right. field goal kicking. They let Tristan Viscaino compete against Michael Badgley and beat him out. And they went forward into the season with Tristan Viscaino as their kicker. And guess what happened? He was waived on October 26th because through the first seven weeks of the season, he led the NFL with five missed extra points. Five missed extra points, and he got cut because he could not make an extra point kick. Uh, Help me out here. What was the problem with my kicker on Monday night? (laughs) 
He continued after he missed the final one that he attempted at Washington. He missed his first four extra points at Tampa. That was five straight extra points that he missed. So, wait, we're adding insult to injury? And yet, what did I hear on Monday? I'm sorry, on Tuesday morning, I heard my coach, Mike McCarthy, please drop the mic, say, we are forging ahead with Brett Maher. I heard all the players, starting with my quarterback, say, we have his back. They all call him Money Maher because he had not, not a good year. I, I got to say he had a great year. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm looking. He made 50 of 53 extra points during the regular season. 29 of 32 field goals. That's 90%. That will work. Nine of 11 from 50-plus yards. That will really work. He was thunderfooted Money Maher. And so I'm saying, okay, short week. Got, we, we've got to scramble, throw it together, jump back on the plane and go to San Francisco. Let's just close our eyes and hope this is going to work out. <laughs> and I think this is Jerry Jones running amok because it sounded like Jerry after the game wasn't quite as sold as McCarthy and Dak and all the rest were on Money Mark. But that's what he said. He said, nah, he said he's not going to get a new kicker because he's made, a, he's made, yeah. a, he's made he, enough he, of those. He said, we're going to revisit this. But the point was, it sounds like he pushed, let's go get somebody. Well, let, let's just say, what if you had talked Adam Vinatieri to, to come off the couch and kick for you? Would, would I? I'd buy that right. seriously because I believe I don't even know how old Adam is. Fifty. Oh, you got to be fifty. Yeah. Okay. But could he Close. still kick? You, I'll bet he could. Yeah. I'll bet he could. I, I'll bet I could trust him to go to San Francisco and be pretty good. Okay. So then I look a little harder at Vizcaino's uh, resume here, and I think, oh, wait a second. He did kick for the 49ers. This is all the way back in the COVID season. Yeah. 2020, the last game of the year. Robbie Gold got COVID, and so they needed somebody to step in for him. And so he kicked against Seattle, and I'm thinking, oh, good. He kicked at Levi because he made all three of his field goals and made two extra points. I'm thinking maybe that's why they signed him. They're they're thinking if he gets thrown into the fire at Levi, at least he feels good about the surroundings and the the wind and whatever. He feels comfortable there. And then I look deeper. Uh, no, they weren't playing at Levi because yeah. COVID knocked exactly. them out of their county. They, they said you can't play. Right. And they, they got moved to, to Glendale where right. the Super Bowl is going to be. Right. So they were in it, it State Farm right. where, where we're going to be for the Super Bowl. Right. Okay. So he didn't even kick at Levi for the 49ers. He actually kicked against Seattle at in Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. So that doesn't even count. So it doesn't work. So now I'm thinking, what, what exactly are what's your game plan here? And they, it was written in ESPN that, well, they're going to let Maher kick today and tomorrow and see if the yips are starting to subside. If at least in practice, he looks like he gets his swing back, you know, his leg right. swing back. And yet, what if he doesn't? Would you close your eyes and have Tristan Viscaino kicking for, for your life in, in San Francisco? Yeah, I don't think you have a choice. I agree with you, uh, but I'm not surprised. I, I thought they would bring somebody in and, 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 and kick. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> in order for him to be elevated, you're going to have to release somebody because your roster is already set, Skip. So are you... Would, tell- would you take two kickers? Uh-huh. Would you knock somebody off off your, what is it, 53? 53. Okay, would you knock a special teamer off to, to carry two kickers to San Francisco? You might have to. And I've looked back and I've racked my brain on this. Maybe you can remember a time I can't. No kicker, no first-string kicker that I can remember, especially in a playoff game, right. has ever been yanked in mid-game? No, where, no, no, no. Knock, where, where they just said, okay, you missed your first field goal right. and we don't trust you right. anymore, so let's let's send the second no. string kicker right. in to do the rest of the no. kicking. 
I mean, uh, you, they used to carry. Sometimes they would carry and skip somebody to kick the field goal, then somebody to kick off because the Definitely. guy, the yeah. guy that, kick, that could kick the field goals didn't have the, the long the leg. leg. He could kick off, and the Th- guy that's that happened fairly regularly. Right. In fact, I look back, and there were three times here in the Did last you, fifteen you, years. No, okay. the last fifteen years where teams have gone into a playoff game with two kickers. Right. But one was kicking kick, off, had the big off. leg. Yes. Okay. Yes. But nobody, to my memory, has ever actually yanked a kicker. In mid-game. No. Right? No, because normally you don't have – normally you can't yank him because you don't have another one on the okay. roster. Because, you know, Skip, a lot of times when, when you get – when the kicker get hurt, what do you do? Yeah, go for two. Because your punter's not – because your punter, you would think, like, bro, you had your kicked in high school. Most punters kicked in high school. Yep. Most kickers were punters. They were. So, I, and, and I think – I guess it's a lot easier for a kicker to become a punter than a punter to, a punter to become a kicker. But anyway, so the, my thing is, Skip, okay, you did this. Are you and I agree with you. So what 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 message are you sending? Because now he's looking over his shoulder, knowing that okay, damn, if I f this up, there's a good chance I don't I don't kick on Sunday. And so now that's in the back of his mind. Yeah. It, 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 he was already a mess to begin with. He was a mess. And what does your man Bones say? Yeah. Um, uh, what's his, uh, Fossil? Fossil. I couldn't think of his last mm-hmm. name. Uh, Bones Fossil said on Tuesday that he's devastated and distraught over yeah. this because he sounds like he, he looks like a good young man. Yeah, right. he's a nice guy. He's taking it very seriously. Right. He looked like he'd seen his own ghost after the game. Mm-hmm. So he's a wreck. He's a psychological yeah. wreck. And yet, if you prop him up and say, we got your back, and you don't bring in another kicker, he might start to feel pretty good about, man, I had a great year. Maybe right. I can get this back. Right. But now... Wait, somebody is looking over your shoulder? <laughs> yeah. Really? You do have somebody right there to replace you? Right. What are you doing? Why, why would you do that to Brett the fret? You're just going to make him fret even more. Me, so so what, what would you have had them do? Do you just, prefer to just, just, just go forward go with him? Go forward because it's a short week and you're coming off an, your best game, not just of the so, year, you know, maybe of the century. That might have been your best offensive game. That was your worst special team game okay. ever. Okay, for, by, for him. <laughs> yeah. Because he was the one flying the ointment. And, right. and again, it's so ironic to me because I despise kicking. I want it abolished from the game. I wish they had to go for two every time. But the one thing that I hate, mucked up. The, the best game my team has played maybe since the Super Bowl year. Seriously. Mm-hmm. As far as a playoff game. Uh, uh, Especially uh, offensively. Yeah. You've, we're, 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 you've you haven't played an offensive game like this in the playoff since that Super Bowl. Yeah. So, so I have to go back 27 years to the last time we, we put on a tour de force performance like that that, that got – graffiti sprayed all over yeah. it by the kicker yeah. of, of all people who right. doesn't even play football. That's what I hate about this. There's no way that Brett Maher could make the team as a safety. He's no. not good enough. Right. Okay. So the, the point is, why would you bring in the other guy? And it's, it's just another guy who's been recycled right. as many times as, as the it is not first like, guy. And looking at his resume, it's not like it's any better than what, That's what, I'm what Maher did the other right. night, because he's 15 or 20 on extra points and only 10 games. So he's missed five extra points in 10 games? That's not good. Okay, but I told you, he missed them all early uh, uh, as the Chargers' number one kicker. Right. Well, so his demons are worst on extra points. Yes. And you're going to bring him in? It, it's like now you've got to pick the lesser of two evils because they both had issues with extra points. Right. Well, which one's going to have the fewest demons? It's come to this. <laughs> Brett Maher kicked all year. Here's the guy that was on his couch all year. He, he was. Are you willing to trust yeah, he, the guy? He actually did kick in 
one game. He, he kicked for Arizona yeah. and made three field goals. So would you would you trust him to get basically get off his couch? I would not. Last four I, I would trust Brett Maher uh, much more than this kid. I, I feel sorry for this kid. Why would you throw him into that fire? I, I think I think the thing is is that you're hoping this game doesn't come down to a kick. Well, don't most of them? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, if you if you if Skip, if you're if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you hope it comes down to a kick, and it's on the foot of your kicker. Okay. In this situation right here, Skip, you don't you don't even want the extra point. You don't want to say, oh, all we need is a touchdown and the PAT, and we tie the game. Are you confident? Everybody's going to be – because normally, Skip, I go, I score a touchdown. I go to the sideline. I ain't even thinking about it. Oh, that's automatic. Automatic. Now, with this guy right here, you got your fingers crossed. Yeah. You on one knee, you praying. You got your head down praying that the guy doesn't miss it. And, and remember, it used to be from the 20-yard yes. line. Now it's from the 33-yard right. line. So it's a kick. It used to be yeah. It used to be pretty automatic. Yeah. I mean, you might get – in the course of a year, Skip, you might get five misses, five, maybe ten of all the kicks you figure, all the touchdown scores throughout the NFL. You might get ten. You might get – you might get five in a given weekend, Miss PATs. You just might. Okay, so my team is a three-and-a-half-point underdog at San Francisco, and they get three for home field. So, so it's fairly even-steven yes. here. I think my team is really good. I think it's legit. I think it will carry its momentum to San Francisco. I think it will be a very close game that will be very winnable by my team. I just believe they're good enough to be an extremely good team at its place. But you know and I know what's going to happen. It's going to come down to extra point kicks and probably two or three field goals. And my guy has been making them like automatically yeah. all year long. He and was. it's been a big deal for me because it started off in game number two. The season got saved after we lost Dak in game one because remember what happened? Cooper Rush hit three straight late passes in the last minute to set up a 50-yard field goal mm-hmm. by Brett Maher, who wasn't even the kicker in game number one. And what did he do? He nails it from 50 yards, walk-off field right. goal, and that saved the season. We, we were teetering, and we beat Cincinnati, okay? So he did a lot of good things all year long. I came to trust him. You brought it up a couple of times. I said, no, I, I really do, yeah. because how could I not? Until he starts missing extra points. And now you don't trust him nearly as much. And, and now they just sent him the message, we don't trust you at all. But you trust uh, Bescano less than you trust Brett Maher. Way less. And I have no idea why they would reach for him. He was long ago. He, he was briefly in an offseason there. So I guess they think they Good kind job. of know him a little me. bit. He's been all over the world kicking. And, and once you get cut ten times, yeah. help me out. Doesn't that tell you something about a guy? Ten teams have said no to him. Yeah. Okay, well, and, and now i got to say yes to him in I, the, the biggest game of the year by far? I'm sure he got a part-time job in between, Skip. I know right. he ain't just sitting around just kicking, hoping for somebody to call yeah. him. Yeah, and again, I don't have anything personally against Tristan Viscaino or Brett Maher. I, I, they're, they're, I'm sure they're great guys, right? Mm-hmm. What they do is not great because it has far too much impact on the scoreboard because some of the kicks count three and some of them count only one. But if you miss four in a row, that's four points. Yes. And we were fortunate because Dak Prescott played the game of his life. Yes. We're about to talk about that. But we were so explosive on offense that the four missed points did not matter. How many times is that going to happen in a road playoff game? No. And by the way, that was our first road playoff win in 30 years. And yet we were so great, the points didn't matter. This time, trust me, they will matter. Mm. I think we're in big trouble, and it feels like they might just take both of them to San Francisco. You think so? Yeah, it just feels like that. That means 
Do you take a special team guy, Skip? Normally that's your swing offensive line or a swing defensive line. It is. Line, but it's a special team or yeah. somebody. I don't know. But it, it, it costs your football yeah. team because the real game of football gets played by real football players, yeah. but this is the more important game. Yeah, and you need somebody that can do multiple things. They can catch the ball, yes. or they can go tackle a special team. They can defend, or they can tackle a special team. Yeah. Not a guy that can just Not do one game. thing. That's what kickers. Whew. Good luck with that one. Yeah, I need it. I don't mean it, but good luck. Yeah, you don't mean it. <laughs> I don't, and the I Niners don't. are coming into this one red hot, guys. Red They've hot. won 11 straight. Lord, haven't lost since that October. Games, That's like that Memphis. game's coming up Whatever. on Sunday on the NFL on Fox. All right, gentlemen, I need your opinion on this Trevor Lawrence situation. He and the Jags, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Chiefs in Kansas City this weekend. The Jags QB was talking about his expectations of Arrowhead's environment. Take a listen. Obviously, the environment and the atmosphere we're going to play in is one of, if not the best in the NFL. I mean, I can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were here on Saturday, honestly, but that was when we were on defense, not offense. So you, you, we played there earlier in the year, but this is a little bit different. You know, it's a playoff game, divisional round, um, so the stakes are higher, so I expect them to be even crazier, more packed stadium. I love the atmosphere at Arrowhead. Shannon, was this inbounds or out of bounds from Trevor Lawrence? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's inbounds. That's the way he feels, Skip, but he undercut his own argument because he said, well, you know, um, that was when we were on, we didn't have the ball in the crowd. That was on the other way around. This time it's going to be we have the ball trying to hear. Uh, Jacksonville, what do you think they have? 50,000 fans? It'll probably be close to 80,000 at Arrowhead. And be, being in that division for 12 years is one of the loudest stadiums that I've ever played. It's probably the loudest next to Mile High. Damn, I'm looking at they got the 10, uh, Ash put the 10 loudest stadiums on here. And uh, Mile High isn't on here anymore. Because mm. I can assure you, when I played in Mile High, it was one of the loudest, if not the loudest stadiums. I understand. Stadium. I've been there many times. <laughs> is Seattle at the yeah, top? Yeah, Seattle, Seattle's number two. Arrowhead is number one. Oh, Arrowhead, oh, Arrowhead is, is number one. one. Okay. It has the, it's the loudest, the all-time loudest stadium. It had a, it had a decibel level of 142.2 in 2014 with 76, over 76,000 fans. No other sports arena has ever reached that high since. So I guess it's going to be... Are we just doing outdoor? Uh, well, uh, with Minnesota's in here, in the, uh, uh, State Farm, all the... Yeah, the indoor stadium, Superdome. Okay. It's still not as loud as Arrowhead. Okay. Because I thought back in the day, the Metrodome, it oh, was yeah. the loudest because you needed earplugs in there in yeah. the press boxes. The press box is yeah. low in, met, in the yeah. Metrodome. There's piping noise in there, Skip. Yeah, we had, we had the, the NFL cut that out. Yep. Let me, let me show I'm going to show you something, Skip. This is how loud Arrowhead was my rookie year when we played in Arrowhead. Okay. Take a look at this video, ladies and gentlemen. Denver inside the one. Elway is under center. Now he pulls away again. His hands on his hips. He looks back you and court the corner of the referee. So they went down. Down. And if they didn't, you okay. threw a five-yard penalty on him. Wow. To help lower the crowd noise. Any further crowd noise problem will wow. result in a charge timeout against Kansas City. Skip, can you imagine that now? No. If the crowd is be quiet so he can hear the John couldn't hear the signal. And so that, Coach Reeves told us that, John, if you can't hear, just back out. Look at the official, and he's going to instruct the crowd to quiet down. Okay. I don't think they, they quieted they, they, down. They did, Skip. They did because they didn't want to use the time, uh, a timeout, and then they were going to penalize them. Mm. But and then the next year they said, nah, that's the whole purpose of having a home crowd is that you shouldn't be able to hear. So that's how loud it's going to be. And here's the thing, Trevor. You know this. 
You played in a playoff game. There's a different level of intensity. Yep. There is no – there's the finality of it. The crowd knows it. The players know, know it. So the level of play rises. The crowd, the anticipation, they, it rises. So your job is to try to make sure that crowd is quiet mm -hmm. by getting off to a fast start. The one thing you don't want is the crowd to get involved in the game and all of a sudden you get these pre-snap penalties. It's first and 15. It's second and 15. It's second and uh, third and long. You don't want that. But I ain't got no problem with what he said. But now you got to go out there and back it up because now, Skip, the crowd is really like, okay, you think Jacksonville is just as loud as Arrowhead? Really? With y'all little 42,000 fans in the swimming pool? Man, you better stop it. Mm. I'm anxious to see. So do you think this will damage Jacksonville's chances of competing in no, this game? absolutely not. Okay. Because, Skip, most of the time you go on a silent count anyway. If you notice, the guard is always – the guard looks back at the quarterback. You ready? Yeah. I'm ready. And now, all of a sudden, he gives the center the signal. Okay. I thought a week ago some unknown New York Giants <laughs> lineman, offensive lineman, talked about how he was surprised at the Minnesota crowd on, was it Christmas Eve they yeah. played there? That it was very quiet. He said it was like Midwestern quiet. And he said, I can say that because I'm from Nebraska. Right. And I thought you, you have, you, you, the wrath of, of God is going to come down out of the rafters on you mm -hmm. in, in that dome stadium. And instead, the Giants went in and won the game. Yes. So it didn't matter as much as I thought it might, although it was probably very loud. They just yeah. overcame right. the, the decibels. So in this case, when when I parse out what he said, I don't think he intended any No disrespect. disrespect. I don't think he did. It didn't come across that way because I think he was just trying to be true to his school, so to speak. He was trying to support his local fans because he said, as an aside, I can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were last Saturday night. Well, he was trying to protect their credibility because mm -hmm. they have they've come back to life in yes, Jacksonville yes. because they have finally have something to cheer for. Right. Okay. I'm not saying they'll ever be Arrowhead, but it looked I don't know what the attendance was, but it looked pretty full right. to me the other night, and it sounded pretty loud through my TV mm -hmm. as they came back. Obviously, they were very quiet for, for right, twenty-seven exactly. to nothing. Right. But the point is. I don't think he was taking a shot at Kansas City as, as much as he was just trying to Build support. Build up his own crowd. Yeah, just say, hey, I can't imagine they're that much better. But but he does acknowledge they're some better than Jacksonville. Yeah, of course. And then he goes into, this is going to be more intense. We didn't have the ball. It wasn't like I was trying to it, hear. It, that was the defense was right, on the field. Because at home, it doesn't affect you exactly. at all. It, it shouldn't affect you right. at all. So then I see these fan comments, like there's one here. You know, they're outraged. We're, we're taking their soul. One huddle at a time, disrupt the huddle. Okay, so they're, they're going to try to just destroy right. w w whatever ability they have to communicate right. with each other. Well, I'm thinking, I, I have seen teams go in there and win because I saw Joe Burrow go in yeah. there in the AFC Championship game and win the game 27-24 to 24 in overtime. I don't know how he did it, right. but he overcame the loudest crowd in, yes. in the world, in America anyway. Yeah. And – I'll never forget that game Brady played in the AFC Championship yeah. game. It, it was a shootout, but it went to overtime, and Brady managed to complete or convert three straight mm -hmm. third and tens. They won 37-31 to 31 in overtime, so they overcame number yeah. one on your list. Yeah. So it's I, doable. I, yeah, I, right? won a bunch of, I won a bunch of games. Yes, you won a bunch of games there. <laughs> Play, I won a playoff game there, too. Okay. It, so. it, it is loud, but, hey, it's loud in a lot of places. You go in there and you try, you skip, you're not, you try not to have a whole lot of audible. Whatever you call, you normally run it. 
if you have a play, it's like the only thing that we really did skip is that we would go, if it was a right call, we would say over and it would be left. If yep. it was a left call, we'd say over and it would be right. Okay. But you don't want a whole lot of changes. You don't want a whole lot of, you know, getting up there to the line of scrimmage and trying to do all this and all that. No, because the crowd see you doing that, and they're going to get louder and louder and louder yep. and louder. Okay. So you want to minimize the, uh, the adjustments that you're going to have at the line of scrimmage. Okay. You also have to give Trevor Lawrence this much. He does know what of he speaks because yeah. he went there this year and they lost 27 to 17. It wasn't that close, but he went 29 of 40 for 259, two touchdowns and no interceptions. QBR 64, pr- pretty good. Right. He got sacked five times, which surprises me. Right. I don't think they'll get him five times this time. Mm-hmm. Seems like his line is protecting much better now. But my point to you is, he, he, he did this. So so he speaks from some credibility. He has some sense of how right. loud they were in a regular season right. game. And, and I'm thinking he's thinking, eh, we'll be okay. Right. And yet I think he thinks they're going to be okay no matter what because I don't think he takes anything that seriously. No. That's why I told you I thought he was superb in their comeback because nothing seems to bother him. No. Like, no, it doesn't. Like it I, does not. We have – going back and forth about does he take this is pre-draft does he take football that seriously yeah. is it really a priority in his life because he said it really wasn't his priority but it's, I see a change in him Skip it seems like it matters to him now I mean I, I'm not saying that it didn't matter uh, but it seems like it's creeped up on the important scale to how he approaches it and maybe because it's Dougie P maybe it was the, uh, the relationship that he has with Doug Peterson Could be. but he, he seems like a different guy now that's what, that's what it seemed like to me. But uh, you, you got your hands full. Kansas City is not an easy place to play. No. And especially they got a very good team. Now, when we, okay. we go in there, Skip, normally they were a defensive team. In the early 90s, they were all defense. DT, uh, Neil Smith, they, uh, uh, they had, you know, Joe Salmoor, Joe Phillips, all those guys. They were a defensive-led football team. Yep. Now they're an offensive-led football team that puts pressure on you, force you to score, and it makes you one-dimensional. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, you just have to throw the football to try to catch up because they put so much pressure okay. on you. And you got to keep the game close. You want to keep the game close to try to keep the crowd up out of it. Yep. That's why I don't think he's afraid of Arrowhead because I don't think he's afraid of the Kansas City defense, but he full well knows he, he has to – he got to compete against that guy. He's, he's got to, he's <laughs> he got got to hang with him. He got to match Whatever that guy. he does, right. he's got to do. Right. And right? T, if you look at Skip, if you look at when Brady beat him, Brady yeah. matched him. He did. When Joe Burrow beat him, when Joe Burrow has beaten him, he, he's he either matched him or and played better. And that's what you got to do. It's not about what you're deep. You got to go match him because he's going to get his numbers now. You just got to go get yours and says, okay, defense, give me a turnover here or there. Can we steal a possession? Yeah. Because if you don't steal a possession, if they steal a possession from you, and you don't steal one back from them, yeah. it's going to probably be a long day for you. Okay. So my point to you about what happened to him on Saturday night was because I don't think he takes football like dead seriously, like crazy seriously. If he did, he would have unraveled after he threw four interceptions, right? right? He was four, right? Yeah, he threw four. Okay. Threw four interceptions. Most guys would, as they say, go in the tank. Most guys would take it so seriously that they would unravel right before your very eyes. But he don't know what he not, doesn't know. He, he doesn't he's know. an underdog. That's correct. So he's like, he's if, like I, if I lose this game, we were supposed to lose. Okay. He doesn't have – He doesn't have now, now moving forward, he's going to have it. Expectations. Yep. Because they saw what he did, Skip. They see now you, you won the division. You won a playoff game. Yep. So now you're about to have the same expectations as Joe Burrow, as Josh Allen, yep. as Patrick Mahomes, all these other quarterbacks. You're going to be expected to win the division. Skip, you're going to be expected to go far. Saturday night, he just kept doing what he does. Right. 
and they didn't hand it back to him because they didn't turn no, they it, didn't over turn it over at all. all. So there were no short fields. You had to just keep doing what you do. Yes, it's not what they didn't do offensively. Uh, the charges was about offensively. But, Skip, he still had to make every throw. Every throw. You, you can't make another mistake no. or you're going to lose. Right. And, and he made nothing but right decisions with right throws. Yes. And, by the way, I'm looking at him right now. He's got some weight room to him. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, he's a big kid. Yeah, but his yeah. arms look good. Like oh, yeah. Brady's arms don't look no, no, like no, that, no, 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 right? But Skip, I, and they looked at the stadium. I know you remember the old Astrodome. Do I? Yeah, man, that, he get like got louder there. The House of Pain. Love you, Blue. It was <laughs> that was Houston Oilers. Yes, yes. Heinz yes. uh, Field. I played there. AT and T. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I've never played in the Cowboy Stadium. Gillette. Uh, I don't really look at Gillette as being loud. But it wasn't like they were winning like they started, like they were winning over the last two decades. Yeah. Because we went there, we played them at 02. Yeah. By the way, I covered a lot of playoff baseball games in the Astrodome, yeah. and it was ear splitting. <laughs> it just was. Because it was inside and so contained. And some of the worst turf ever. Philly got a Philly turf was terrible, but yep. the Astrodome was right up there with it. Really? I, yeah. I as far as terrible turf, but Arrowhead is loud. I played at Central Link, but they weren't that good then. I've never played in the Dome, played at Lambeau. Uh, but Arrowhead, like I said, mile high and Arrowhead for me, they used to rival each other. But right now, we don't, we haven't given the Bronco, the fans, a whole lot to cheer about. Bronco country, a lot to cheer about. So yep. hopefully that change and we get back on this louder stadium list once we start winning some games. Okay, well, maybe you will. But Kansas City is still an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. So the expectations are still pretty low for 16. So I think he can go in there and just sort of quietly do what he does. You, you, you think they you think they, uh, Kansas City cover? No, I, I think they're going to cover. Oh, yeah, I, I, do. So I'll, I do. I'll take the points. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close yep. ball game. I, I do really too, do. because they have caught fire. Right. Whew. But you know my homeboy now. That first, that, that first round, that first playoff game, he normally five. He yeah, normally I, get about three, about three, that, three. In that Super Bowl run, he just kept falling behind everybody. Oh, yeah, you can come back. You see him running? You see him running that thing on the Tennessee Titans? Yeah. I don't know how he did it. And then you, hold on. What game did they play that he stretched the thing out like Superman? Yeah. Put one hand down and went down. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. He lumbers. Yeah, he had a lumber. Yeah. I mean, he, he might not be a Justin Fields or Lamar. He, he does not miss any meals. Uh, oh, <laughs> there you he, go. Well, he doesn't. And seriously. <laughs> right? He's That's a flap jacket, Skip. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a flap jacket. Yeah. He actually looks slim. I think that's a picture from his rookie year. The man that we were. no picture from his rookie year. I mean, he ain't going to be – he ain't built like Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence like 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Pam yeah. Patrick is what, like 6'3"? Three. three. Yeah. yeah, so About six, 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 one guy is 6'6", six, six, 235, 240. Yep. The other guy is 6'3", 240, 240. 250. You, yeah. nah, he don't win no 250. No, he's 250. Nah. Look nah. at him lumber. He can lumber when nah. he gets going. No, nah. no. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Most of his weight is from waist down, though. Mm. That's so he can break tackles. Okay, mm. we'll see. Arrowhead has always reminded me of a college atmosphere, guys. It's mm. absolutely phenomenal. Oh, they tailgate. They start All tailgate. Right. So five many in the good morning. playoff games. Ooh, yeah. Awesome. All right, so many awesome games this weekend, gentlemen. Let's get back to Skip's Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Which version of him is going to show up this weekend? That's one. next here on Undisputed. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. Dak Prescott had what a lot of folks are calling one of his best overall games in that wild card win Monday. Dak passing for over 300 yards and five total touchdowns. He had a QBR rating of 97. Shannon, which Dak are we going to see Sunday in San Francisco? The one who tied for the season lead interceptions or the one from that big win in Tampa Monday night? Everybody acting like we haven't seen Dak seven year body of work. We're talking about consistent. If he was consistent, Jerry would have had no problem shelling out $40 million. If he was consistent, we wouldn't be surprised by what we saw. If Patrick Mahomes does what Dak Prescott did, are we surprised? If Joe Burrow or Josh Allen did what Dak Prescott did on Monday night, are we surprised? Mm. Absolutely not. Yep. The only reason we're surprised, because we saw just a week ago what he did in Washington. <laughs> We saw what he did against Jacksonville when they had the big lead. We saw what he did against Green Bay when they had the lead. So this is the reason why we're surprised. Why? We've got a seven-year body of Skip said this is a large sample size. Skip mm-hmm. told me like 10 games is a large sample size. Yep. So if, if 10 games is a large sample size, I know damn well seven years is an even larger sample size. Yep. Hey, I know some medical studies that don't do a sample size of seven years. He, we got seven years of work. So what am I supposed to do, Skip? So I'm supposed to disregard everything that I've seen from Dak Prescott over seven years and say, okay, what I saw Monday night, that's him, who he is moving forward. Mm. Absolutely not. I'm unwilling to do that. Am I saying he's going to be what he was in Washington? No. Am I saying he's gonna be, he won't be what he was against Tampa either? He's somewhere in the middle, Skip. This is what he does. He's roller coaster. Mm-hmm. That's why you was hesitant to give him the $40 million. Jerry told him to damn sure hesitant to give him $40 million. Told him to his face. They I, I overpaid you. They didn't bat an eye to give Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars. They didn't bat an eye to give... Jo- Although that was team-friendly. It, it was team-friendly. They, they didn't bat an eye to give Josh Allen his money. Hell, they gave Deshaun Watson a quarter of a million guaranteed it. So what am I supposed to do with this, Skip? So, look, we're we going to talk about this ranking about that. So let me ask you a question. Everybody out there talking and bumping their gums. You take Would you take Dak Prescott over Patrick Mahomes... Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, or Jalen Hurts. You might. Some people in Dallas say that we take him over Hurts. But ain't nobody in Dallas taking him over Mahomes, Burrow, or Allen. Nobody. Nobody. So with that right there, so I've seen enough. I know what he is. He's inconsistent. 
I do not expect to see. Skip, that was one of the great perform- offensive performances that we've seen. Damn, who, who by anybody in NFL history, what he did Monday night? I agree. Should not be poo-poo. No. Because it was special. It was special. That's why that QBR <laughs> said 9-7. Yes. That's on scale. In a playoff game. In a playoff game. Not in a regular season. That's a playoff game. All the money's to the table because the NFL, that's game seven. That's game seven in hockey. That's game seven in basketball. That's game seven in MLB. That was the first. That was out the gate. He did that. So I won't try to. I won't. I won't deny him that. But y'all want to. Y'all want to make me forget everything that I've seen from this man over seven years, Kip. Okay. You also saw that that ten that he put out there against the Washington Football I Team. I did. Just a week early, also. I saw it. I saw thirty-eight percent completion. <laughs> exactly. Thirty. I saw four of eighteen on third down. Okay. He did that. I saw a team that said, "Are we there yet?" They didn't show up in Washington because they didn't care. They cared about at GOAT on Monday night. And look, I'll be the first to admit to you, no nation out there can overreact like Cowboy Nation can <laughs> overreact. And, and this is a supreme, severe overreaction. Yet and still, I do believe something happened at Tampa on Monday night. I do believe I saw a different DAC. I saw a much better DAC than I have ever seen over seven years. I saw somebody who suddenly had complete command of that position in ways I've not seen before. I saw somebody who got a hold of it, who seized it by the throat and said, I I got this. I saw somebody who looked like he's finally figured it out. You came out here to say you came out here that Monday after they did that 43 job on Minnesota and said the exact same thing. Not, not so much about him, about them. Yes. I just said that's legit firepower. That's, that's got Super Bowl written all over it if they continue to perform yes. at that level. Well, I told you all year I kept seeing signs of Super Bowl potential. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm saying they have potential yeah. if they, they carry this momentum all the way across the country into San Francisco Stadium. They can beat San Francisco, yeah. but he has to play at the level he yeah. played at Tampa. I saw, the, I saw the same sign that you saw. It had danger ahead. Huh. Steve Cliff. Okay. All right. Well, you could be right. But you know what? Just last year, once the playoffs hit, I saw a quarterback take off that I never really trusted before, and his name is Matthew Stafford. Right. And we knew about the arm talent because he got right. way more arm talent than right. he does. Yes. Because even Bruce Aaron said, I go out early to watch him oh, spin the Matthew, ball. Oh, Matthew Stafford yeah. can spin it. Absolutely. Okay. He had led the league in interceptions umpteen times <laughs> yeah. in Detroit because he was a turnover machine in Detroit. But I'm not mistaken, I think he led it last year, too. He did. He led the league <laughs> last year. But once they hit the playoffs yeah. running, he took off. It, it, it's like some switch flipped in the back of his psyche, in part because of his coach. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the right coach, you know, buttering him up and, and slapping him on the back and on the butt, and, and he took off. Mm-hmm. And he played at a supremely high level all the way through the playoffs, including at GOAT when they right. went down there and barely won that game. All right, so I saw things the other night where, where I said, this guy, this is quarterback at, at the highest IQ yeah. level because I'm, I'm going to show you two plays that just caught my eyes. The, the first touchdown pass to a position that you love tied in. Dalton Schultz is underrated because he doesn't look like well, he's you. any George Kittle or yeah. anything. But, but you know, listen, he, this is, he looks left. Look how he looks left. He looks the safety off, and then he goes yeah, he right back because he, he knew. Yeah. He knew he had Schultz right up that yeah, seam. Yeah, you know, And he looks him off, and then he stepped right into the throw. And it's just beautiful. It's beautiful eye manipulation yeah. of the defensive backfield. 
And I'm saying that's big time. Right. And he loves 86. Yes. He, he trusts 86. So, so I got that going. He likes and 86 as much as 88. He does like 86. And, and again, can I put 86 in the Kelsey kit? No, I can't. No. But, but does Dak love him like yeah. he, he, like those other quarterbacks right. love their time? Yes. Right. Okay. Then there's another. This is a much smaller play, but this is a third and six play. It, it's from the Tampa 47. It's, it's early in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They are coming with a blitz here. You can see they're going to come. And Dak read it and checked to gallop on a quick slant. And he steps right into it. You can see Mike Edwards comes unblocked, clear right in his face. Right. And he ropes it to Michael Gallup. And, and if we can see it one more time, look at Levante David. He backs out and, and has the, the flat. Yeah. 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 Okay. Th- this is interceptable unless you step into it and wing it. And look at Levante David. He's coming for it, and that's a pick six. If, if he gets there, if he's a split second earlier or flatter, as you said, maybe you get your hands on mm-hmm. it. But Dak saw it, it coming yep. because they hadn't blitzed much all night. And right. all of a sudden, Devin White, could we see it one more time? I want to show you. Look at number 20 in the Dallas backfield because we're going to talk about him in a minute. Look wow. what Tony Pollard does to Devin White. If, can, can you see this? Yeah, that's what you got to do. Okay, he stepped up and stoned yeah, yeah. Devin White. Yep. Devin White is their best blitzer. Devin White can bring the thunder yes. and the pain. And little number 20, he's not that little, he's 215, he steps right up and meets him in the Got hole and stood him up. Yep. Okay, well, it's, it's, it, it's, it's life in the NFL. That's how you win games is your back has to step up and take somebody head on. Yeah, but can you agree with me? Okay. Cowboys beat a bad team. Well, they, they beat a— Skip, they, eight, skip, they were 8-9. and nine. And they beat a team that has no pass rush. So, so we're going from no pass rush— to supreme pass yeah. rush. In 17 games in the regular season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored more than 24 points twice. Okay. And they lost one of those games. So that was a bad team. Let's, let's, not, let's not all of a sudden say they were world beaters. They were because they weren't. And I'm, not okay. try, and, and I'm not trying to minimize what they did. But this notion, the Cowboys were favored. They were the only team to go on the road that was fa- uh, uh, other than the Chargers to go on the road and be favored. Three and a half. By three so what does that tell you? Okay, I got it. But we had seen Brady in the All the Marbles game in the South, albeit the South. Yeah. Carolina was on a roll, especially on defense. You saw it okay. One time, Skip. Okay. What's that? You saw it one time. Okay, but there were top ten defense at that point, and he throws for four thirty-two and right. three touchdowns yes. and sneaked one over. Okay, so he had done that. And I thought he was going to play at a much higher level on that night, which is why I feared him at his stadium on a Monday night game. But the point was, we did what we were supposed to do. That's the first thing I told you on Tuesday morning. We did what we were supposed to, and we did it at the highest level. And we did not turn the football over. He didn't throw it to them one time, and he didn't get sacked from it. Correct. So so all the the things that had haunted him on your resume were not there to to be – fought over the next day. So the point is, I think he can carry the momentum of this into San Francisco. I I believe he's going to play a clean game, and I believe he's going to play a commanding game at quarterback because you're going to have to. But here's the thing, Skip, and this is why maybe a lot of people are shocked. He had gone seven straight games and turning the ball over. Yeah. And a couple of those games, three or four of those. With interception. Right, at least two. Yep. So with that being said, he played a clean game. Now, I believe the, the 49ers pose a different set of problems than what Tampa did. They can get after the quarterback. They can coach you into doing things that Tampa could never do. 
Dak was really never come to, uh, was never under duress. He was not under duress. So now it's I believe huge. I believe both. I, I, believe I give you those that. guys, and I'll be the first to admit I'm I'm scared by that. But also, what about the 49ers offense? I think the 49ers offense is better than Tampa. Okay, offense. well, sure it is. Well, you saw what they did to Tampa. There it was yes. 35 to seven, and right. it was over by halftime. Yeah, and right? probably skip. Look, when you play Tampa, you know them. You've already broken them down on film. I think Kyle Shanahan probably started like Dallas gonna win this game because I said skip since week eight. The match. If I'm the Cowboys, I want to stay in the five spot because I want Tampa. Yep. I want that team well, you're because right. I've seen I've seen enough of them throughout the seat. At that point, boy, the Cowboys like don't you get the number one seed? You don't want it. You don't want no. You don't want only you want Tampa because okay. that's an assured win. Okay. I have seen some leaks in the foundation of the secondary of the 49ers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have yeah. seen some vulnerability. Yes. So if you do give him just enough time, yeah. I believe he can stand tall. And and I do have CD, and I do have 86, and I do have Gallup, yeah. and I do have Tony Pollard. And I think we can do some damage because right. we better. I, well, I saw DK. Now, DK is a different type of receiver yep. than what you have. He's a more physical, big yep. body, love the contact. Yep. CD is tremendous run after the catch, but he's not the physical like the play through contact. Now, he's, he gets the ball in his hand. You got hell getting him on the ground. You do. Now, I like T.Y. Hilton as the third option. Love him. Because he had some big catches early in the game, Skip, that really gave that game, okay, we stay on rhythm. We can stay on the field for another, third, for another uh, set of downs. So that's going to be key is the fight. Like, okay, Cassini was relatively quiet till late in the ball was. game. But it was, it was the Gallops. It was the T.Y. Hilton and Dalton Schultz. You got to play very, very close attention to Dalton Schultz because he loves that guy. Yeah, he, he's like weirdly slippery. Like, like he, he doesn't look like he's moving that fast, right. but he sure gets open a he, lot. He does. I think the thing is with him, Skip, is that they don't look at him. You mentioned the tight ends. You mentioned the Kelsey's. You mentioned the Kittles. You mentioned the Mark Andrews or the mm-hmm. Wallers. They don't view him as like that, so they don't give him the attention like that. And the next day, you know, you look up like, man, that man had five catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, because you don't treat him as like a true, uh, a true top five receiver, a tight end. I, I wonder how many times this year he got doubled. <laughs> Done. <laughs> would, would there be some third and fives where they'd, they'd put two on him? I, I didn't. I never saw. One. No, I, I think more times than not, you probably think he's gonna go to CD. You're yep. probably more apt to double CD. You are. But I think they'll probably pay him a little closer attention. Uh, I, I'm not doubling Noah Brown. I'm not doubling Ty. Where where does he normally? The guys when he feels like he's in trouble, he's gonna throw that ball to Schultz, and he's gonna throw it to CD. He is. I, I got it. I believe Dak Prescott will play at a very high level once again. I believe Sunday night will turn into. I'm sorry, Monday night will turn into Sunday night that he will continue on at this level, that it's not a blip. It will be a trend at San Francisco. You think that man go play? You think that man I think play? he'll play very well. I do. Man. And that will give us a very good you, chance. You, you got a lot of confidence in that. I do. I after do. one game, yep. after beating a bad team. I do not think this was an aberration. <laughs> I do. I know you do. You saw seven years of aberrations. Okay. I think he finally figured it out. It took a while. You remember you said he turned the corner, corner a couple years ago against gentlemen. the Patriots. Not really. Against the spotlight the is certainly bright. I have oh, to jump yeah, yeah, yeah. in well, and then he was hurt. interrupt, guys, because speaking him. of Tampa, we've got breaking news Mm-mm. from the not good facility news. that we have got to get to. No, not good news. Big changes afoot. We'll dive in and tell you what's all going on on the other side of this break. Breaking news this morning. 
The Buccaneers have reportedly fired offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. Cleaning some house, they're also expected to release as many as five offensive assistants and two defensive assistants. Shannon, what's your reaction to this news? I told you this. I told y'all this on Tuesday. This was coming. Byron Leftwich was going to well, lose it. It was reported they were yeah. coming, yeah. Um, that he was going to lose his job because Tom Brady played bad this year. And so instead of saying Tom Brady played bad this year, he did not play like the Tom Brady that we expected him to or the Tom Brady that we had known to love and, uh, uh, know and love, Byron Leftwich. So the same guy that led you to three division titles, the same guy that called every single play when you won the Super Bowl, the same guy that, that, that you were basically a, a, a hold uh, away from maybe winning the, uh, 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 the divisional round and getting back to the, uh, 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 the championship game, you got a, a blown coverage, and who knows what happened if this game goes to overtime. That same Byron Leftwich, now he lost his job. Because why? It's always, if Tom Brady does not succeed, it's always got to be somebody else's fault. It's never his fault. Now, they're talking about, well, he shut we couldn't run the ball. In 2019, the Buccaneers was 26th in rush. In 2018, they were 27th in rush. So when in the hell did they ever have a top 10 rush offense? Not even before Tom Brady, not doing Tom Brady. Mm. And when you throw them all I mean, the- when they won on their Super Bowl run, that they ran it well. Uh, Remember playoff Lenny? Yeah, now he layoff Lenny. Well, he was. But, but, okay, but here's the thing, though, Skip. Tell me, tell me the team that has a top 10 rushing attack when a guy throws the ball over 700 times. So they weren't ready. Because remember the year before he got there, Jameis threw for 5,000 yards. Had 5,000 turnovers also. That's why he's where he is, and Tom Brady ended up going to Tampa. Mm. But instead of saying, you know what, Tom had an off year. Tom didn't play bad. I mean, Tom didn't play well. Let's put all of this on Byron Leftwich. Now, remember, Byron Leftwich was so good, Tom Brady got Bruce Arians out of the head coaching job and bumped upstairs mm. because he got tired of the hard work that he and Byron was doing and B.A. was coming in there late to the show and with a little red marker, he was crossing this out and exiting that out. That's the same guy. Mm. That's the same guy right there. Byron Leftwich sitting next to him. I feel bad for B. I feel bad for B. Let me tell you why, mm. Skip. He had an opportunity to take the job at Jacksonville. He did. And because they wanted to put their own general manager in there and not let him bring his own, yep. he turned it down and went back. He withdrew his name. Yep. Now, the likelihood of this man becoming a head coach is not very good. It's slim to none. And slim ain't on no diet, so mm. he gained weight, so it ain't going to happen. Yep. Man, this is, this is, this is some bull jive. And they know it's some bull jive. Tom, I don't care. They can fire 10 offensive guys. Tom Brady didn't play well. Mm. Tom Brady's responsible for that man losing his job. Mm. I disagree with that, but I do not understand why this man lost his job unless they just decided as, as a group they, they had to do something. Somebody had to pay for 8-10, and 10, which was the final record. I don't think Tom Brady is going back there, so I don't think this was Tom Brady's doing to fire him. No, no, Tom yeah. Brady doing with the way he yeah. played. Okay. I don't blame... Byron left, which at all, I don't blame Tom Brady very much at all because the offensive line was just a shambles compared to what it was a year ago and certainly two years ago. They couldn't run the football. Their receiving core was graded 19th best in the league. What do you think is going to happen? You can't play action. There's, there's not much the coordinator can do because I don't think there's a whole lot that the quarterback could do. And I, I still believe if you put Patrick Mahomes in Tampa Bay this year, he would have <laughs> had a long year. And no coordinator could have saved it. So I, I don't understand what was happening here. I, in, unless 
there's something internally where he got sideways with somebody. I, there had to be some more to this story because you yeah. can't blame him one inch for what happened this year. They felt that he changed a little bit because when Todd got the job, yeah. he didn't even get an opportunity to interview for it. Okay. And he says, at least give me an opportunity to interview for the job. Because remember, Skip, he's been the offensive coordinator since 2019. In three of the four years, they finished top three in point score. Yeah. And so this was the first year that they finished outside of the top three in point score. Mm -hmm. They finished outside of the top in a lot of statistical categories because everything was down. They were normally second or first in a lot of categories, and they went from they went to 25th and 22nd in red zone touchdowns, 21st and third down conversion when they were second, 25th in point differential when they were fourth in 2021, and they were sixth in turnover margin. They went to 20th in turnover, sixth in 21, and then 20th in, in 22. Okay. So a lot of things offensively changed. Yeah. All right, here's where I would blame Tom Brady. If it's true that he wanted Bruce Arians kicked upstairs before he came back out mm -hmm. of retirement mm -hmm. to Tampa, if that's true, then I think people at the top thought that was a, the wrong move mm -hmm. because I know for a fact some people at the top believe they missed Bruce Arians' input into mm -hmm. the offense. So yeah. whatever he redlined on yes. Friday right. – they thought was good, right. that they missed his touch on offense yes. because he's no risk it, no biscuit, right. and had a flair for it, whatever. And B.A. held people accountable. Okay. Whether Tom Brady, All whether right. Debbie, it didn't matter. B.A. go hold you accountable now. All right. So is it possible they're just greasing the skids for B.A. to come back down out of his upstairs office and actually – and be the head coach? No, be the coordinator. I don't no, know. hell no. Skip, why would I do that? Why would I, why would I let you relieve me of my duty of being the head coach of a football team to come back and be the offseason? I don't know. Because he did it his whole life and he was good at it? No. No, huh? Skip, there have been very few times, a lot of times, uh, uh, guys that once they become a multiple-time head coach, it's hard for them to go back to being coordinator. Okay. Because you've been the boss and then all of a sudden <laughs> you all have right. a boss. And this rumor persists that Sean Payton would be interested in Tampa. And I don't yeah, get it because I, I don't think Tom Brady is interested in Tampa. So you're, you're going to go for what? Yeah, exactly. Who's and, your quarterback? And, and you hear the reports that, Tom, that uh, uh, Coach, uh, uh, Sean is looking at 20 to $25 million a year. Yeah. They ain't but a handful of teams can pay that. Mm -hmm. One of them in the Midwest and the Rockies. Because that owner's worth $65 billion. Yeah. He can I, pay $20, $25 a I, I think these these gentlemen can pay whatever they want. I don't, I don't just get do, can, do, can. Do you remember will. once upon a time they went and got John Gruden? Do you remember that? Yeah. And they paid a ransom. Eight, that was $8 million in two first-round draft yeah. picks. Now, you're still going to have to give up compensation. The Saints like, hey, we got a valuable commodity. We know how valuable he is. It's going to probably cost you a first-rounder. It would. Maybe mid-late second first-rounder. Yeah. And then you got to pay him, Skip, now you got to pay him $20, 25000000 million. You do. I got it. Well, there was that rumor last year, the speculation that Sean and Tom were going to be some kind of a package deal to Miami. Right. Yes. But at that point, I could see where Sean would say, Miami's a good football team. It's got yep. a foundation. Yes. So if, I, if Tom will go with me for two years, it would be a great start. Start. But now I don't know how much longer Tom wants to play, if at all. Right. Is it just one more year? So okay. Sean can't risk. Well, I'd go to Tampa and try to start over with a quarterback right. who's going to be there for one right. year, and that's going to leave me where? The, the same plays. That Tom Brady won the Super Bowl with. Tom Brady was voted by his peers the number one guy. Those same plays, all of a sudden, they don't work anymore. Now, all of a sudden, Byron Leffert can't call a play. Yeah. All of a sudden, nothing, this, this man done forgot all the football that he's acquired, the knowledge that he's acquired through a player and a coach. All of a sudden, ain't nobody, it seems to me I'm on an island by myself, that says Tom Brady hasn't played well this year. Instead of acknowledging that Tom didn't play well, well, let's buy the offensive staff. Let's buy uh, uh, Byron Leftwich. 
Come on, people. Y'all know damn well Tom Brady didn't play well this year. Acknowledge that. It's okay. I'm saying that he didn't play well. He's still a seven-time champion. He's still the greatest quarterback to ever play. All of that is true. Two things can be true. You can be great at this and not be good at that. Yeah. And that's what happened this year. He did not have a good season. He did not right. play well. All, all I can tell you is I know this for a dead solid fact that the people upstairs at Tampa Bay do not think Tom was the, the problem this year. The, the quote that was given to me was, we still believe he's as good as 99% of the quarterbacks but, but, out there. Okay. So that's their mentality, and that's all that matters right here. Can I ask you yeah. a question, Skip? If he wasn't the problem, what's the question you're answering? You're asking. What's the question? Because what he's a solution. If he's not the problem, if you're not a problem, my grandfather said, boy, if you ain't the problem, you are you the solution. So what's going on? He wasn't the problem. Was he the solution? Well, he was against Carolina. Can you see, again, that's 17 games. Okay, what yeah. about the other 16? The okay. other 16 games they played. I, so, I know what their attitude is, that there's no way they would have won the South without Tom Brady. Skip, you, you, you're in a okay. – you, Skip, think about the quarterbacks he's up against. He's up against Andy Dalton. I got it. Uh, Trevor Simeon. Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, Taysom Hill. Yep. He's against Baker Mayfield, mm -hmm. Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker. Yep. He's up against Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. That's what he's up against. And you yep. talk about there's no way we would have won this division without – bro. And look but, what but, happened to but you. But they were a bad football team. Yes. They fell completely apart. Yes. They, they, they weren't a fourth of what they were two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. So who? Okay. So, so oh, they weren't. No. So 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 was was Tom? Okay. Was Tom a fourth of what he okay, was? Remember, he, he came into the year as you pointed out, voted by his peers as the single best mm -hmm. player, player in all of pro football, single best player, not quarterback, let that player. Sink, let that sink in for a second. Woo. The best player in the NFL voted by his peers put that season on tape. Yep. Okay. I'm not blaming Byron at all. They I'm did. just saying. I, I, I don't know what it is. I, something's going on here. Under, yeah. There's, there's something between the lines here yes, that I'm not yes, seeing because yes, it, it yes. makes no sense. Even if we do the Sean Payton scenario, yeah. if, if, if you were going to hire Sean Payton and you say we got to clear the deck so we just got to get Byron out of here, you'd wait until you hired Sean Payton and then it would, it would well, just be natural because he's bringing his own well, staff clearly, in. With right? that being said, Skip, clearly uh, Todd Bowles is going to come back as the head coach. Because if that's the case, why the hell you fire the uh, offensive coordinator if you think you're going to get Sean Payton? Because Sean Payton ain't going to be no coordinator. No. <laughs> so, so, I mean, he's going to call the play. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, yeah. yeah right. he, but he's going to be the head coach. Yes. Somebody's gonna be, somebody will have the title as yeah. OC under Sean. You're absolutely right. Sean is going to call the plays. Yeah. But, I'm, but that's what I'm saying, Skip. Given what you just said, the season that he had the previous year in 2021, yep. and, 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 and considering that his peers voted him the number one player, you have to put a lot a lion's share of the blame at his feet. Okay. Uh, all I know is this was extremely unfair to Byron Leftwich. That's where we agree. Yes. It's extreme. It's wrong because he was not wrong here. He, the, he was not the reason that this right. crumbled. Right. So the point is, I don't get it, and I feel for Byron because he went from this close to being the Jacksonville head coach to this close job. to be to this. He went from this close to being the head coach to this far to ever being a head coach. Being any head coach, I would agree because this does not look or feel good. No, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. And that's why, Skip. That's why. I, and, and see, remember, I said, and I've, we've been talking. You and I, we've been talking about this for six years. This is why African American coaches can't turn down jobs. Can't. You can't do. You, you can't do with Doug you, Marone. You can't do what Josh no, McDaniel did no. and think because, boom, you get fired. 
Josh McDaniels got fired from the Broncos, and then he went to the Rams and got fired from there. And guess what? He right back. Remember, Skip, during the season, he came at the end of the season. It was on the playoff staff with the Patriots. I agree, because the point of the Jacksonville Jaguars job a year ago is that quarterback is there. Yes. And you should look and say, I, I, I got to do this. Yeah. I, I got to do it because I know I can go places yes. with him. Yes, because that's, that's what, you know, and Sean, Sean says he's looking at the front office. I, I read what he said. Yep. He was talking to Colin. He said, I'm looking at the front office and a quarterback. But the front office is the most important. Okay. Well, that might be the case. But you can have a great well, front office. that's why Byron walked away from this. Yep. You can have the best front office. I tell you what, Sean, you had a great situation. What do you think would have happened if you didn't have Drew Brees? <laughs> Good question. You can do all that front office you want to. I agree. That guy, yep. he controls it. Yep. He is your pedal. And everything else is puppets. Yep. See what happens if you have Andy Dalton <laughs> and hey, Trevor Simeon. You see what happened in New England? Yep. All of a sudden, they ain't favored to win the East. They was uh, oh, who win the AFC? Oh, the Patriots. The, the, the favorite to win the AFC? Patriots. Yep. Now they, now they 25,000 to one. No. Where they was, was minus. You had, to, you had to put up money. Big money to try to win some money. Yep. Agreed. I feel bad for you, B. I'm sorry, bro. Bad. It is certainly a tough break. Byron Leftwich spent four years with the Tampa Bay Bucks. All right, gentlemen, will the best running back in San Francisco on Sunday be the Cowboys' backup? No. Skip and Shannon weigh in when Undisputed returns. article, The Athletic compared Christian McCaffrey to Steph Curry. The article states that McCaffrey, quote, exponentiates the 49ers' potency. I love that word. The evidence is overwhelming. This week, Skip said he'd take Tony Pollard, though, over run CMC. Shannon, I'm assuming you disagree. (laughs) How much better do you think Christian McCaffrey is than Tony Pollard? Well, it's hard to quantify how much, but I definitely think he's better. Um, Skip bumped his head when he thought he say, he'd say Tony Pollard is better than C-Mac. Skip, since week 14, he's gone over 100 yards in every game, uh, plus he scored a rushing and receiving touchdown during that time frame. And we saw what he did last week against, the, uh, against Seattle, 1,900 yards from scrimmage. And there's no question in my mind he definitely would have made the Pro Bowl had he been in San Francisco for the entire season because he's been nothing short of uh, what's, what, whatever word I want to use, mm-hmm. brilliant, magnificent. Mm-hmm. Look, Skippy, I, I, I would maybe give you some credence to what you're saying about Tony Pollard if he touched the ball more than 12 times a game. That, that's not what he does. I mean, he gets 12 attempts a game. Skip, what am I supposed to do with that? And that's why he's fresh. Can you imagine if he, had, if he took the pounding, the carries that C-Mac does? He's going to get 18, 19 rushes. He's going to catch another five, six passes. Mm. I mean, the most touches that uh, uh, Pollard maybe have had, maybe 20. That's with like 13, 14 rushes and maybe six, seven pass attempts. And that's, that's a high. Normally, he's somewhere around that 15, that 15 uh, um, total touches a mark. I think if you poll general managers, I think they would take C-Mac for the simple fact he can do more. He's more of a dual threat. Uh, not to say that Tony Pollard is not because he can catch the ball. But I've seen, you see Christian McCaffrey running routes in the slot like a slot receiver. You see him get down the field and, throw, and, and catch the ball. We've seen him throw a touchdown. So with that being said, I think uh, uh, C-Mac is a little better than Tony Pollard. Um, and, I, uh, and when they made this trade, Skip, I said, you're about to see this offense truly explode because you got a guy that can, that can do so many different things, and that's what the 49ers love. Yep. They love versatility. Debo can do a bunch of things. Kittle, not only can he t- catch the pass, 
but he's an extra offensive lineman. Because when he go, when he block, people end up on their back. Mm. And so use check. He can catch it, pull back, he's an extra offensive lineman. We know what Debo can do. Mm. And Christian McCaffrey's in that. He can catch it, he can run it, he can throw it. So I'm going to give the nod to C-Mac. Mm. I told you this earlier. I tweeted about this during Monday night's game, and I stand by it. And I believe your head is about to get bumped by the truth. <laughs> and the truth is that Tony Pollard is a little better than Christian McCaffrey. And now in the Bay Area, they're comparing Christian McCaffrey to Steph Curry. No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no matter on that now. Okay, let's start with the start, with the stats. For the backs that did carry the ball at least 190 times, Tony Pollard averaged four, I'm sorry, 5.22 per carry. That was second in the league. Ninth in the league was Christian McCaffrey at 4.67 per, per carry. This is 190 plus. So you have to have some workhorse. Right. You, have, you have to have some stature to your credibility of carries. And again, second to ninth. And then let's do overall touches because you say C-Mac is, is at least as good a receiver as a runner. Mm-hmm. Okay, overall touches. You have to do 230 or more to qualify for this list. Number one on the list is Tony Pollard at 5.9 yards per touch. Yeah. That's both running and catching. Right. 5.9. Second on that list is C-Mac at 5.7. So there's a slight edge to Tony Pollard. But if you were to do that with just in San Francisco, what would that be? He would be know, way above. Right. You, I, I got to tell you, I got no Carolina. Did Carolina was trying to get this man used to losing? No, getting him beat they, up. They featured him in. I know when Baker Mayfield was playing, that's all he did is looking for C Mac. Yeah, but he had but look at okay. Baker Mayfield. Nobody right. was worried about Baker. They got okay. Purdy now. The the problem is that Tony Pollard has been criminally underused this year, and I'm going to say it again and again and again because I'm looking at just the regular season, the numbers. Zeke carried the ball 231 times to 193 for Tony Pollard. It's just wrong. Trust me, it's wrong. He's just better than Zeke. Yeah, he is, Skip, but okay. you got to keep – Skip, nobody drives a Ferrari to work every okay. day unless you live two blocks from, the, from work. Okay. Then total touches. Zeke touched the ball this year 248 to Tony Pollard's 232. And you say, well, you got to save him. you got to protect him. He's not that yeah. big. He's big enough. He goes 215. I think it was Troy the other night on yeah, the broadcast pointed right. out. He weighs 215, so he's not a little man. But if you look at him, he doesn't look as sturdily built as C-Mac. Look at his arms. Look at, look at how you he, – his frame is a little different than C-Mac. I believe he weighs 10 more pounds. Oh, he does. He okay. does, yes. All right. So I watch 20 run between the tackles, and I say, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because he can make some holes for himself. He runs low to the ground, and he runs with power, underrated power. Yes. And the other reason I would take Tony Pollard is he's just a little faster than he is. I'm talking about there's a, an eighth or a ninth gear in this kid where I say, whoa, where did that come from? When he gets going, he gets going, and he flies by people you in the secondary. You saw C-Mac turn, up, turn them jets okay, on the Seattle. Okay, I got it. And he, his, like his grandfather was like a yeah, world-class world yeah, sprinter, world, right? Okay. Yeah. I got that. And you, you played with his father. Yeah. And his father was a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a great one, but a, can we say a very good one? Yes. Made yes a pro he, bowl. he made a Pro Bowl in 96. Okay. And what, what did he go? Was he 6'5"? Six, 6'4", five, five? Like six, 6'5". Okay, six, okay. Five. okay. Yeah. so this kid got more of his mom, mom. maybe, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I, I got all that. But 20 is not getting enough credit because 
Tony's father didn't play pro football. Right. Tony's father, I saw a piece the other day. He, he runs a little barbecue place in Memphis. Right. Kind of like the one I grew up in. Right. And so the, the point is, nobody really knows who he is because this kid can really talk. And when, when we had him on at, yeah. in, at the yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. he is really good. He, when he talks, mm-hmm. you, you, I listen to him because he's a really good interviewer. Right. And this kid, I, I don't know if I've ever seen him interviewed. Have you? No, I, I don't know him. I, I don't. I'm not sure if he walked in. I don't here know. If I, 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 you know, I, I don't. I don't stay on the channel long enough to, to see the interviews okay. after the game. But I, I haven't even heard I, him I've talk after the game. So, so he is unsung. He is underappreciated. He's way underrated to me. He is a difference maker for my Dallas Cowboys. Even a couple plays the other night he made where I said, "Whoa, yeah." It's like, wait a second, we got him and you don't got him. That, yeah. That's how I feel about you, him, and you, you can say it to him, about him. You too. remember what the C Mac did to the four, uh, did to uh, Tampa? Right? Oh, just destroyed him. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. I got it. I got it, and I just watched my team destroy. No, no, your team. I'm okay. talking about C Mac did. Okay, C Mac right. did that, and, and Purdy, mm-hmm. Purdy, like on his second start, he did that. Okay, man, if he gets some, get some, get some games up on this belt. Okay, so does that disqualify Dak's performance? No, 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 no. Dak All did right. that, but that was a bad team, okay. just like when Purdy did that. It was a bad team. Hey. I think 20 is going to be a difference maker on Sunday evening. I think 20 is, is a reason that we have a chance to go win the Super Bowl. I think he is that good, and I think he's exploded into unsung superstardom. It's completely unsung and underappreciated. Nobody talks about him, but he's a reason. My reasons are 88 and 4 and 20 and 11. Those are my four. Yeah. Those those are difference-making players yeah. who, who can take you places. Yeah, but I told you. I told you what's going to happen, Skip. When they made the trade, I said, you watch, the, you watch what he okay, looks well, like he now. he did. Okay, and he gets to play for Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> he does. And, and it's, it's beautiful to watch because you, you but don't Tony, talk about – But, but if, if Kyle had Tony, he would use him just like he, he used would. C-Mac. He would, and I think he would be even more explosive for Kyle. I, I don't know why – this team, look, I love Zeke. He's done great things for my franchise right. over a period of time. He's now a plow horse. He's now more yeah, of a fullback yeah, yeah. than a halfback. Yeah, the man got a knee brace on. I know. He's I got mean, a knee well, brace. Well, I, well, I, I, <laughs> I don't get it. I, I look at yards per touch, and it, it's it's like a, a joke because it's 5.9 right. for Tony, and it's 3.4 for Zeke. That's a yeah, huge yeah. difference. Yeah. Skip okay. now. The only great running back that I remember where the knee brace was, was Thurman. Okay. Thurman Thomas. Yep. And that was I think it was more because he tore his knee up in college. I think it was more as a security thing for him. Yeah, okay. Kind of like Brady wears on his knee. Brady probably doesn't need it, okay. but, but he feels so comfortable having it on. But because Dak and Zeke are so close. Yeah. That I believe Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy say, let's feed him. Let's let's keep letting him eat yeah. because he's he's kind of a driving force off the field right. in the locker room right. for the team. Right. The team feeds off him. Right. So th- they're they're completely underutilizing a much better back. Yeah, and maybe Sunday they they'll fresh. go the other way. They keep yeah. it fresh. He, he's just fine. He's, nah. bigger. he's not a small man. Skip, let the Ferrari, use the Ferrari for what it was supposed to do, to run fast, and you let the pickup truck, which Zeke is a pickup truck now, mm-hmm. let him do what it's supposed to do, haul stuff. <laughs> no, but every, time they, every time I see the ball get handed 
to Zeke. I'm like, what, Skip, what, what are you but doing? You, Skip, you see that. You're like a wasted down. Hey, it's kind of like the offensive line would take off too. Oh, Zeke get the ball. We can miss our blocking. They true. on they on Zeke in the backfield. If I'm Zeke, I'm like, well, hold on. I just saw y'all open the hole. Tony Pollard goes 20. I come in the game and I go for a two-yard loss. Yeah. And then down there, remember, it was third and goal. And I'm like, no, don't. No, yeah. no don't. And they hand to Zeke. Boom. <laughs> Stymie. Right? Goes like minus one. Yeah. They may skip. They, you might be blocking for Zeke on those yeah, plays. That is true. I don't know. They, they, they be doing Zeke wrong. Okay. Yeah. Sunday night, it's got to be over a thousand yards night. for Tony See Pollard back, yeah. this regular season. First time he's done that. It's going to be awesome to watch him and the other running backs this weekend. All right, guys, do the latest rankings back up Patrick Mahomes being this year's MVP? No. Yeah. I got to get your take on that when we come back. reporter Seth Walder ranked the top 100 most valuable players this season. Guess who? Patrick Mahomes takes the top spot, followed by Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Joe Burrow to round out your top four. Shannon, I think I know where you're going to go on this, but should Mahomes indeed be number one? Well, look, you can debate all the other positions you want to, but the number one is is, is undeniable. Uh, it's, und- it's not even debatable. It's not for, for discussion. And Patrick Mahomes was the MVP before Jalen Hurts got hurt. Skip his 77.6 QBR was six points four higher than uh, Josh Allen. He averaged 29 more yards per game than Joe Burrow, all despite playing. There's a lot of receivers that made this list. Not one of them is Pat Mahomes receiver. Now, he did have Kelsey up there, but uh, Jalen Hurts had two. He had Devontae and A.J. And he had an offensive lineman on that thing, too. Mm. And he had two. Uh, Jason Kelsey was up on that thing. Uh, uh, Devontae Smith. We did have Creed Humphrey, but y'all had two receivers. How you get two receivers on the, on the list, Skip? Mm. And we ain't got none. Mm. And one of our main receivers was hurt since week nine. Miko Hartman. Mm-hmm. Lost Tyreek. Come on, Skip. Mm. I mean, look, it's, it's look, like I said, we can debate all you want to about a lot of different things. Uh, I think you're probably happy the, the top four spots were all, uh, uh, was all occupied by quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. You know, Justin Herbert was seven miles. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was eight. They got a bunch of quarterbacks on this thing. And I'm sure you're happy about that. But the one that I've been telling you, Skip, I don't know where you thick school. Mm. You won't allow you to see. Mm. My homeboy mm. is where is that? Now, I guess, I wonder who's going to be number one this year mm. when the uh, players vote. Good who's going to be number one? Good question. Yeah, no good question. Maybe that's a story to be told in the next three, four weeks. Really, right? Skip Bayless? Yes. Really? Yeah. Really? The man about to win the second MVP. The man got the number one seed. By default, he's going to win. <laughs> no default. If Jalen Hurts hadn't gotten hurt, we'd be having a different conversation. Skip, he deserved to, it. Skip, he won Skip, what am I supposed to do with 5,200 5, yards and 41 touchdowns? What am I supposed to do with Travis Kelsey, the greatest receiving tight end according to Shannon Skip, Sharp, ever. Did you know A.J. Brown finished in front of Travis Kelsey? <laughs> he did. <laughs> okay, remember, this, as this analyst wrote at the top of this list, this is one man's opinion. So we're basing on one man's yeah. opinion. Maybe he's a Chiefs fan. Now, I don't know. You got, <laughs> so what fan well, are you? I don't know his background. So, I have no so, idea. So when I, see, when I see you up here and you base this on, on Cowboys or Tom Brady, that's your opinion. That's mm-hmm. one man. So what for all I know, you might be a Cowboy fan. I, I can't remember oh, where Dak was, but he's where he should have been. Oh, he's 21st. 21st. Okay. Oh, I, you I got a problem with that? I think he's edge of top 10. I think off Monday night, he'd be nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. you go Monday night. So what are we supposed to do about the body of work? All right. 
Body of work. Let's talk about body of work, shall we? Okay. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the National Football League. I can't make a case for MVP because I can't do it with stats because his stats were actually off this year, as was his offensive line. It finished 30th in pass block win rate. They finished 35th last year. It's completely decimated right now. He's lost a starter off the offensive line each of the last three weeks. So going forward to Buffalo, I don't know. Can they protect him at all? Well, at least there's no Von Miller on the other side at Buffalo. And so that could be the undifference maker, Right. right? Okay. But Joe Burrow, all he's done is beat Patrick Mahomes all three times head to head. And in those three games, he threw eight touchdowns to one pick. In those three games, Mahomes was six touchdowns to two picks. So he slightly outplayed him because Patrick's really good. I got I got no problem with him being very high on this list. I just think Joe Burrow plays quarterback more cleanly and efficiently and effectively than I see Patrick Mahomes but play quarterback. But let me ask you a question. So if that's the case, why doesn't he throw as many touchdowns and as fewer interceptions as Patrick Mahomes? You say he plays the game cleaner. He throws more interceptions than Patrick Mahomes, but not as many yards and not as many touchdowns. And his win-loss record is not as good as Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So why is that? But he lifted a team all the way to the Super Bowl and within one play of winning the Super Bowl. My guy lifted year. a team to the Super Bowl and he won yeah. the Super Bowl. Okay, but your guy throws a lot of big picks at, at bad times. But even though the big pick are at wrong time, he still didn't throw as many as Joe Burrow. And he had more yards than Joe Burrow, yeah. and he had more touchdowns than Joe Burrow. Now, could I, can, I, can I interest you in uh, hold on, Jamar Chase is on this list? T. Higgins is on this list? Damn! Mm-hmm. Any offensive linemen on this list from Cincinnati? No, they no. shouldn't be. No. <laughs> they shouldn't be. Thank you. But I don't know how he did it. Last year, he was the most sacked quarterback in the league in yeah. the regular season, and by far the most sacked yes. in the postseason. And he did that? Skip, he's really, really good. I'm not going to deny you that. But he's not Patrick Mahomes yet. Okay. All I know is I saw Patrick Mahomes at at Indy. I saw him at Indy this year. Help me out. Jog my memory here. Wasn't there a play at the end of the Indy game? Maybe maybe we have it. I don't know. Oh, we do have it. Oh, it's it's a miracle. Oh, look at this. He throws a pick. That that ended the game. They they were in position. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is get past the red line, and you're going to win the game with the field goal. If in fact, but considering how Buckner's been kicking this year, no, are we sure no, about that? No, we're not okay. sure about that. Maybe you need to trade for money, Mark. No, we good. Yeah. We we good okay. with that. So that happened. Okay. Then, what about those five interceptions that he but, threw but against then, opening day okay, against Pittsburgh? Then there was Buffalo. Remember yeah. Buffalo yeah. at Kansas City yeah. this year, and at the end of the first half, he throws. A, a god-awful. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Interception mm-hmm. into the end zone. It's just cardinal sin. It, it might have been even worse than Brady's interception the other night because it's just like, what, what, well, Patrick, what, what are you thinking? I'm going globetrotter here. Watch me. I'll throw this between my legs, and maybe somebody will catch it. No, I'll just do that. Well, what was that? Okay. And then at the end of the game, he throws that one. Yeah, that, that was that, a great play. That ended the game. That was a great okay? play. Okay. Yeah. And it's a sidearm, careless, poor footwork. I, I see that too much from him because he gets away with near murder because his coach loves it because it polishes the coach's genius. But what about, just think about it, if Brady could do that, if Brady could scramble out of the pocket and throw the ball down the field. He doesn't need to. Yes, he does. No. I, you said his no. offensive line wasn't that good. So if he's going to be a standing, if he's going to be a sitting duck, yep. he need to do something. 
Yeah, but if you give him just one more second of protection, then he throws it better than Patrick Mahomes because he's just a better pocket passer than Patrick is. But, Skip, there's more to there's more ways to win a game than just throwing from the pocket. And you see the guys now, there are not that many guys. The guys that have played a position like Brady and Manning, they're becoming a dying breed. They're becoming an eyesore. I, you I'll need to be athletic, that. Skip, because the, def- the defenders are becoming more athletic. Yep. And they'll chase you down. Okay. Joe Burrow can really move. Yeah. Like, it's way underrated how quick he is out of the pocket yeah. and how fearless he is running with the football yeah. down the field. He's faster than Patrick Mahomes is. Skip, I'm not saying Joe. Skip, all these guys, the top four quarterbacks, they're, they're unbelievable. But Pat Mahomes, I guarantee you poll all 32 general managers. Mm. <laughs> I guarantee you. You're going to get, you, you know, they know who number one is. I think they might go Joe Burrow. I, I do. And, and by the way, Joe Burrow, I've said he's the closest thing to Brady, th- this side of Brady. And yet, he's not Tom Brady because what, what he does is what Brady no longer does. J- Joe Burrow will stand in and take shots in the pocket like he crazy. He young. He's young, maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> young and dumb. Yeah, he young. And he did miss that, most of a year with a knee uh, injury, yeah. right? Yeah, but as he, as he gets older, he'll realize he'll get rid of football. Those licks will start to hurt when you All start right. to get hit 30. Now, the last point I would like to make about this list is that number three is Jalen Hurts on this list. That did my heart good because I did first guess this. I, I told you the day he was drafted mm-hmm. that this, this young man will change the face of the Eagles organization, and, and I'm happy to see him up at third. Do I think he's better than Joe Burrow? I do not. But that's taken nothing away from what he's done for Philadelphia, which is change the culture. He changed the culture, uh, not Nick Sirianni. Well, my thing is uh... – Hold on. Where's uh? What you call him on here? He should be higher than this. Zach Mar- Zach Martin definitely should be on this list. Mm. Zach Martin might be your best player. Best overall player? Yeah. Well, not most valuable. No, you no, no. Best he player no, no, in his not. position, or because he's, I think he he's by far better at his position than any other cowboy is at their position. I don't think he's better than Micah at his position. I, I mean, I can make a call. I can, hold up. Is Micah better than? He's an edge rusher. Is he better than Nick Bosa? Is he better? Is he really better than Miles Garrett? Okay. Micah came came out of the doldrums the other night and took the game over. He did. Yeah, yeah. he did. And, I'm not and saying. And I don't that. know if he's been distracted. I don't know if he's been beat up. He just had a daughter two days before this yeah. game. Maybe that was bothering him. Maybe it was distracting him. Zach Martin had lost him still. Okay. He's still oh, that dude. I know. The That's dude, why he, I think I got a shot. He, he first team all pro every I, year. I got it. It's, got it's it. like okay, we know one of those positions going to Zach Martin. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so I'll take it. Yeah. I got it. Good. But Thank my homeboy number one skill. No. But you knew that. No, I didn't know that. You I've been did. telling you Joe Burrow all year long. You won't listen. Skip. My guy has more yards, more touchdowns, fewer interceptions. And one and has the number one seed. What else can he do? Three and O. Oh, okay. Burrow against Mahomes. So, so so I guess what? And he still lost more games. Mm. Well, now we're gonna find out. Okay. Aren't we? And by the way, maybe we'll get to see. I, I, I said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You handle your business. We handle our business. We meet again. We see, and it'll be back at your place. Yeah. Yeah. We love your place. Okay. All four yeah. in action this weekend, guys. <laughs> it's going to be an awesome weekend of football. Yeah, it will. All right. A guy who did not make that top four list, Brock Purdy. How long, guys, do you think he can remain calm, cool, and collected yeah. during these playoffs? We need to leave Let's talk a little 49ers <laughs> on the other side of this break. <laughs> Rookie quarterback Brock Purdy still has not lost a start for the 49ers. 
got the team in the divisional round this weekend. Niners GM John Lynch is praising Purdy, saying he's shown great poise and won't be phased. Shannon, place your bets. How long can Purdy sustain this success? We're about to find out. I hope John Lynch is correct, Skip. I hope he can maintain it for at least one more week. That's what I need. Yep. Skip, because as you go further, so the, the, as you go further in the playoffs, the pressure ramps up even more because now there's greater and greater expectations. Now it's just not, oh, at least we're here. We play with house money. No, you're not. No, that's your money. <laughs> that's your money. Yep. And all these guys are counting on you. And you know the the the, the expectations that's been placed on you. He playing that position is hard in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I, I I know. Hey, I, I didn't play the position at the national football at that level, but I was around a, a pretty good one. I, as yep. a matter of fact, he was a, a, all a one hundred top one hundred player of all time, John Elway. Mm-hmm. And I understand what he has to do every single play to make sure that play goes right. And he gives us the best chance to win. Bar, uh, Purdy gives them the best opportunity to win. But we'll see, Skip, as the game if he's behind six minutes in the game and they have the ball, they're down 10. Can he go get a touchdown? Can he go get a field goal defense stop? Mm -hmm. And now he gets the ball back with the expectations. All the eyes of the world are watching you. Uh, John Lynch believes he can. Skip, since the merger, there have only been four quarterbacks to uh, uh, get to uh, advance to the championship round. Mark Sanchez in 2009, Flacco in 08, Big Ben in 04, Sean King in 99. None have advanced past that, which is going to the Super Bowl. So, only two players have started uh, uh, the Super Bowl in their, in their first year starters. Kurt Warner and Tom Brady made it to the Super Bowl their first year of starting. That was Kurt Warner and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing is really uncharted. It is. But for but look at Joe Flacco with a first-round pick. Mark Sanchez with a first-round pick. Ben Roethlisberger with a first-round pick. I think Sean King might have been a second or third-round pick. I believe he's a second round. Yes. But you talk about Skip, the guy with the – he was the last guy selected in the, in the draft. He was. So there's a lot of expectations. I hope John Lynch is right. I hope John – him saying he's unfazed by – he's not phased by anything mm-hmm. because Cowboys are about to unleash the hounds of hell. They are. And so we're about to see if he's going to be unfazed, still unfazed at the end of this game. The hound from hell is 11 from <laughs> heaven. Uh, uh, Big Trent, Big Trent, Big Trent, mm. locking all that down. If I'm him, I go to the other side and try to deal with McClinchy. Leave Trent Williams alone. You don't want them problems. I would agree with that. <laughs> Look, th- this is no offense to this kid because he has played sensationally. Six and zero, Joe Montana Jr. I-, I got nothing bad to say about him, but he is the only hope my Cowboys <laughs> have because history would scream to you. He will be phased. Uh-huh. I believe Micah will phase him. I believe Demarcus Lawrence might phase him or Dante Fowler or Dorrance Armstrong. Williams Somebody's Williams. going to phase him mm-hmm. because it just happens at this level in this game at this moment. And I watched him a lot. I watched him for four years at Iowa State. And trust me on this, he got phased at Iowa State. He was pretty good. He's a gamer. He'll he'll run around and throw it. And and yet, the the issue I have with him, he's the flip side of young Tom Brady. He's the other way around. They give him the keys to the Ferrari. He wants to race it. <laughs> and right now, Kyle and John Lynch are saying, race. Right. Just go ahead. Right. Pedal to metal. Right. Just let it fly. Whatever you feel and see, we trust you. Mm-hmm. Just let it fly. Well, he's got weapons everywhere. He does. Obviously. And yet, the biggest weapon anti-49ers weapon is him if he starts throwing it to the other team because my team leads the world in takeaways. My team is ball hawk. 
My team will find the football. Well, we're going to turn y'all into chicken hawk. Okay. Well, we'll see about that because the history of my team this year is we will take it away from you. Yeah, and the history of your team after your quarterback plays a good game, mm-hmm. he'll play a stinker. No. That's the history of your team this year since you like history okay. so much. The history of rookie quarterbacks playing in games like this is not good. It's it's a sad, sorry history. What about what about what about quarterbacks in their seventh year mm. that's been inconsistent the entirety of their career? <laughs> okay, he, what did history say about them? Be right. I just saw him come of age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He come of age. <laughs> against a bad football team. He came of age. He huh? came of age. Okay. It was against the goat on Monday Night Football. Are they a bad football team? Yes. Yeah, they are. They're an average defense at best, and okay. they can't rush the passer. Okay. So now we take it up a level. Okay. And here we go. And I'm afraid that Brock Purdy will take it down a level oh. because we will phase him. So or, what about, or we might tase him. Maybe okay. we'll tase him. So, so what, what about the 49 defense? What are they going to do to that? Mm-hmm. Have we not seen them come unglued? What did you just tell me about my right guard? What about it? Huh? Your right guard is uh, Zach Martin. <laughs> Thank you. But he, uh, he ain't going to be out there blocking up. What you call him? He's going to have his hand full with Armstead. Uh, okay. You got to worry about Nick Bosa. I think Armstead's going to have his hands full. Oh, you both of yeah. y'all. Well, everybody going to have their hands full. All right, let me yeah. jump we in here, Hall guys. Because we're getting day. way <laughs> off subject. Okay. Yeah. We're going to stick with quarterbacks this morning. Yep. Joe Burrow, gentlemen, do you think he's going to get paid what he deserves yep. from the Bengals? Let's discuss that when Undisputed returns. Joe Burrow eligible for a contract extension this season. Bengals owner Mike Brown talked about the situation before the team's win over the Ravens. Brown says he wants Burrow to spend his entire career in Cincy. But, quote, there is the fact that when you don't have to pay the quarterback some extraordinary amount, that leaves room to pay other players more. And therefore, you can keep more players that are good players. Hmm. Getting interesting, Shannon. <laughs> do you see the Bengals paying Joe Burrow what he's actually worth? See, he already claiming pole mile. Mm. He already asking for a discount. Skip, the man didn't even came into the store yet. Mm. And, you, and, and you want a discount. If I'm if I'm Mike Brown, Skip, uh, um, and you look, the Bengals have known as being cheap. If I'm, the, uh, if I'm Mike Brown, um, obviously I'm trying to get this thing done after the season. But I'm going to say, okay, what a parameter. What are we looking for? What are we looking at? I let them say, okay, Joe would like to do this because he wants you to have an opportunity. T. Higgins is ready to uh, uh, do a contract extension after this season. Jamar Chase comes up after next season. Mm-hmm. This is what I like to do. But what has happened, what have we seen, Skip? The two best quarterbacks over the last 20, 25 years, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, gave their team discounts. They did. Now, every other team goes to their quarterback saying, this is what I want you to do. Can you do me this solid? Tom Brady chose to do that. Patrick Mahomes chose to do that. Yep. You can't assume because I got a discount over here that somebody over there is going to give you a discount, Skip. Mm. Why would you put that out there? Because now Joe Burrow's like, hold on. First of all, why are you talking about that? Let's wait to after the season, and we'll address this issue. Now, I'm on all my money. I want $300 million, guaranteed, because you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Because you remember what you were before you got this kid, Skip? Do you Cincinnati? Do you remember? Let Joe Burrow and his representative say, uh, uh, Mr. Brown, this is what Joe would like to do. Joe knows he, he's worth this, but he's willing to take that mm-hmm. just so you can keep T. Higgins and yep. you can keep Jamar Chase. I believe Joe will do just what you said. 
but he also has earned top dollar. Yeah! And they better pay him because he has fallen out of heaven into their lap. Yes. I think he's the best quarterback in football, and I think he will, knock on wood for him, continue to be for the next 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. You finally have that guy. You got him. You, you did have Boomer Esiason. Yeah. He was very good. But he won an MVP. He did. And he was very good. But he's, he's not this kid. Right. Not for the duration. Yeah. So you had Carson. You did. And, went, and it, was couple, pretty good. The, yeah. it was pretty good. They, in fact, he got his knee wrecked in yeah. that playoff well, game, game yeah. with Ocho Cinco. Yeah. And, um, but Skip, this kid, this kid here is, yeah. is, 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 could be transcendent. Transcendent. So you just have to do it. The, what, what always boggles my mind about this concept is they are notoriously cheap. Yes. The Brown family, he inherited from his father, father okay, Paul. Paul, who was a great football mm-hmm. man. But th- they do, they cost cut, and, and they do it on the <laughs> cheap. Okay, but there is this thing called the salary cap. Right. And you're supposed to spend the salary cap. Right. You know, you're, you're supposed to max it out. But every so, year they're up under the salary okay, cap. All right. But if, if there were no cap and they were no- notoriously cheap, then they'd have problems because they, they'd get stuck because they, they wouldn't spend nearly as much right. as everybody else right. is spending. What, what if it were baseball? Well, then they wouldn't be able to compete. Well, they, that, well that's what the league went for, Skip. They're trying to keep, keep it competitive. Yeah. Because the Jerry Joneses and, and all these other teams, they would just spin to the yin-yang. They and, would. And you'd have the Tampa Bay. Occasionally, the Rays, they, they find players and they, they develop and they make it. But in football, mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. The, the haves and the have-nots would really be have-nots. All right. So you have a quarterback. Yes. And you have to pay him. But I do think he's a good kid, and, and I do think winning is his priority, even though he styles it and he's going to spend a lot of money on clothes. Yeah, right? yeah, he should. Okay, and he should, and that's part of his swag and part here's of his the nature. Thing, Hold yeah. up. The deal that he gives you is $50 million. He's not going to ask you for $60 million. No. That's the deal that, you that, get. That, that is that's exactly the right. deal. Listen, Mike Brown's not a fool. He's got something. Yeah. He's got gold. Yeah. And you you pay gold. You yeah. pay for it yes. because it lasts. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I just think this is going to get done. If you got a great quarterback, Skip, whatever mm-hmm. you give him, he's gonna pay you back three times that. Absolutely. So whatever whatever Mr. Kraft has paid Tom Brady, Skip, excuse me. How much you think uh, Tom Brady's made Mr. Kraft over the twenty? Uh, he bought that franchise for about what? 150, 160, maybe 200 million. It's worth what? Five billion now? Yes. Okay, so, so 200- that's what he did. That's what Brady did. For okay, him. okay, got it. <laughs> just pay the man. Pay the man, and just hope he don't ask you for sixty million. But you know you're gonna pay him fifty million. <laughs> NFL. All right, guys, we're almost out of time. We got to talk about the Lakers. Are they gonna be able to surge late and still make the playoffs? That's next here yep. on Undisputed. Please. All right, the Lakers losing 116 to 111 to the Kings last night. LA now sporting a record of 20 and 25, 13th in the Western Conference. Shannon, are you sure LeBron and the Lakers are going to make the playoffs? Playoff or play in? <laughs> if you play in, I think we can make the play in. I think we can get what you need to be like the 10th seed, right? 8 seed, 9, 8, no, 7, no, 9, 10, 7, 8, 9. 10. Yeah, we, yeah, we get the 10. You I, think we, the I think we get the 10, Skip. Really? But let that sink in for a second. We're saying the 10, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Hoping to get to the 10 spot, they make the play in. What, what is happening here? We're you're, not good. That's you're, what you're happened. 20 and 25, and now come the Grizzlies. Then you got to go to Portland. Then you got those Clippers coming up out of the basement to embarrass you. 
They ain't going to do nothing. Yeah, they ain't going to do nothing. I mean, you're, you're standing at 20 and 28. We ain't no 20 and 20. I mean, yeah, we ain't standing on 20. Hello, you already put three losses on us? Yeah, I don't think you can win any of the next three. This man, I'll be I, I mean, you that. barely beat Houston the other night. It took LeBron finally making a shot at the end of the game to hold off Houston. You blew a 13-point fourth quarter lead to I Houston. I want a case on the Grizzlies. On the, do you really? I want a case. Okay, I'll take that. You going to give me the point? Don't, no, you just said it. <laughs> we still got, we got the Pelicans three times, and we got another matchup with the Bucks. You know what we did to the Bucks. We went to their place and did something to them. We, we, owe, we owe that law firm. We yeah. owe the Celtics. Tatum and Brown, we owe you. You keep talking, and, and you got nothing to back it up with. I got Gold James and, and AD. AD looking for, like, a February return. <sighs> We're going to be done broke that record by then. Right. It's over, Skip. When we get right, we about to go on a, uh, we gonna have like an eight or ten game win streak. Why would I tell you? It's always a good day when we can end the show with two. Out of time, guys. Great stuff this morning.